Good evening, everybody. Just a couple of weeks past the 2018 G.I. Joe convention. This is the What's on Joe Mind G.I. Joe convention wrap-up. I guess we're running out of special edition titles, but, you know, hey, this one, this one lent itself pretty good. With me, as always, the lovely and talented Carson. I'm going to start calling him Legs. <laughs> From three Joes, Carson, your corner of the of the internet world is, is blowing up. Yet a big piece of this last show. We'll talk more about awesome. that. But how are you feeling tonight? Man, feeling really good. Glad to have another show in front of us. Yeah, well, especially one that might get recorded and heard. <laughs> that would be an improvement. <laughs> Which has kind of kind of been the issue this spring. Yeah. Also with us, the similarly lovely and talented Joe Cole. Hello. Hello, Joe. Commanding officer of the force. Yes. Commander Colton. <laughs> Hey, we're going to get elections this year, so might Uh-oh. not be commander. Yeah. Uh-oh. You haven't turned that thing into a dish. <laughs> not yet. All right. It's just election Ma- business. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll install a puppet regime. What fool's Joe Colton? <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised, my dear. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I probably wouldn't at all. You, you theater kids are crazy. <laughs> Some of those people are, yes. You know, that's actually a really good question. Would you say a high proportion of theater kids in the finest? No. There's a no. lot more um, art kids, right? Uh, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of um, that were military or are serving in the military and they need just an outlet and okay. creative outlet. So there's not a lot of theater kids and there's like a good number of arty kids, but there's right. more of a people who want to build and be creative. Totally. So it's more like the theater tech kids. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that. Nice. That's all right. That's that's pretty close. It's almost the same thing. Almost. It's a little, little, little bit more useful. A little bit, a little bit element of wannabe. It's 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 a it's a it's a confusing psyche. It's a says the guy who 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 can't bother to do anything. <laughs> You've never built nothing. I've never built nothing. And and no, I mean you have to you have to understand. There's people on this planet who build. There's people on this planet who destroy. In a lot of ways, you know, I, I can talk, I can organize, I can lead people. That's basically my job. When it comes to actually building structural things, no, I am a destroyer. I am good at my job, but that is my role. You want to tear, you want to tear stuff down? I'm your guy. I could have used you in my basement last week. <laughs> Probably, I, I, I'd have been to have a sledgehammer. I gutted that whole thing. It was awesome. Did your little helper stay? So I, I've had some help coming and going. Uh, Guns around town. Which helper are you talking about? The little one. The little Oh, okay, you're talking about Tom's kid. Yeah. yeah. That kid is awesome. So every single usually Tom's helping me with some kind of project around the house, so we put him to work, but I always give him a GI Joe and so he's army building. Nice. nice. You got to build yeah. that way. Start the start the new generation. Oh yeah, he loves them. Give them the disease. Program, uh, not a whole lot of structure. We are actually going to go through the calendar of events of JoeCon, which took place January 21st through the 24th, mm-hmm. so a couple of weeks ago, and just kind of go over the high points and our own experiences and, and swap con stories and all that other good stuff. The, the con father, Gary Godso, was supposed to be with us tonight. He is... Oh, oh, Gary. Well, it's always good to see him and his family. Yes. That was fun. And little Godso. Yeah. Godso ain't so little anymore. No, dude. No, she's, she's a legit. she's a legit baroness now. Yeah, I can't. I can't deal with that. Awesome. <laughs> is, is she old? Shut up! What is with you? What's wrong with you? 
Oh, you, you know my feeling on old jokes. Because <laughs> no matter what I say, you're still going to be younger than me. So. It mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my mom is waving hi to you guys. She's still here. Oh. <laughs> you can say hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> hey, ma. How are you? Uh, Car- it's Carson and Mike. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Tell, okay. Tell her. Does she? Does she? Does she remember who yes. I am? Tell her that I'm the one that called you a Describe bum. Describe to your mom which which two we are from JoeCon. I I don't have to. She knows really? you as the yes. She knows you as the the Greek and Big I Mike. <laughs> All right. There we go. She's the she said the one that was making me laugh because he was making fun of you, Big Mike. I, yes. Nice. <laughs> Nice. That's really all I can right. ask for. Yes. Mom thought you were both very adorable. Aw. We love mom. Everybody did. She was, like, so popular. People were coming up to me. She's like, don't worry. Your mom's outside smoking. I'm like, what? How'd you meet my mom? <laughs> like, more people know her than know right. you, probably. I told Maggie, I was like, mom is going to be more popular than any of us. And she's like, yep, it'll be good. <laughs> Publicity you, you couldn't buy. No. Just put an apron on her. Make her walk around. <laughs> We spent some time in line, Rob and I did, with Joe uh, and Maggie and Mom. <laughs> and so an entertaining, an entertaining time was had. Oh, God. Most of it involved me telling funny Joe stories yeah. to Joe's mom. Yes. I got in trouble. And call. <laughs> nice. Stuff that happened like four <laughs> years ago. She's like, you screamed at Mike? It's like, I always scream at Mike. She's like, don't do that again. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's en- endorsing your prop conversation. Right. You need to, need to chill a little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you got a full, like, she got a full hour of, of me telling Joe stories. Mm. I did finally, uh, did finally meet Maggie face to face. Yes. How'd you feel? Yeah, and... Well, she it freaked her out, <laughs> and that made that made me laugh so hard. Why did? Because I just I I just walked up to her and, and put out my hand and said, "Hi, I'm Mike." And she looked at me like, "What the f- does that mean?" <laughs> oh wait, I know that voice. Like, it, and, and that that threw her off. I think for the rest of the weekend. Nice. She didn't really start any shit the rest of the, the weekend, so uh, that y- you know you've scored an impressive victory with the initial volley. Right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> I'll I'll believe that someday. One day. Yeah. So, anyways, I I know I got into town Wednesday night on the twentieth. Uh, my brother and I both did. Yeah. When did you guys hit town? So, Joe, why don't you go first? We hit Wednesday afternoon. We left at like. Four o'clock in the morning, met up at Mikey's house, and then we met Keith. And that's that's not me. No, not you. No, uh, Mike Rain's house is William, Heather, Maggie drove herself, because now we live further apart. And then Keith had driven down. He had started 1 a.m. the night before and was driving. So, yeah. But then we caravaned all the way down. We got there Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't sleep wet Tuesday night. And I went waking up like 3.30 in the morning on Wednesday. And rather than force myself to go back to sleep, I just decided to get in the car then. Oh. And it turned out to be perfect because I got just rain dumped on me 
And then once I got out of the city of St. Louis, smooth sailing. So I, I timed all the weather windows right with that one. <laughs> it was perfect. We had a few booths at JoeCon this year. And uh, me and my buddy Joe that lives in Durham, I live in Raleigh, because he had a booth full of toys. And we also built those gliders for the costume <laughs> contest. And we didn't have anything to transport them in. So <gasps> Joe and I... It, Man, our relationship was on the ropes the day <laughs> of leaving for JoeCon because he just wanted to buy two sheets of foam and saran wrap them around the gliders. And I was like, Joe, that's that's no kind of presentation. Like, that's not going to look good when we break it out on the floor oh. that night. We also, knew- they would have broken. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they probably would have broken. But, I mean, also peeling two foam sheets off of foam gliders for the big reveal is not a big reveal, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. no, dude, we got we got to build a crate with, like, some mystery to it, like a Raiders of the Lost Ark top secret, like, what the hell is inside this thing kind of crate. <laughs> and so we go to Lowe's together, and, and I'm buying the materials. And I can see it, like, as I'm starting to buy more and more materials, he's losing his patience. <laughs> So we get back to the house. I'm like, dude, it's going to take me 20 minutes. Just clock me. Like, just watch. <laughs> you know? I swear to God, two hours later, he is. we're still sitting there working on it, and he is so mad at me. Uh, so anyway, we finally got it done. The crate was awesome, but we were definitely getting on the road later than I think we both thought that we were going to be. And we're just, like, dripping in sweat because it was, like, 90-degree weather out that day we had a a long sweaty ride over the mountain in a u-haul on wednesday and uh we made it there i think like one one or one thirty a.m i believe actually i remember talking to you guys like texting and mm-hmm. we finally yeah. got the yeah we, we were throwing throwing some texts at you to to, to see yeah. if you're going to be around dinner time yeah and no chance yeah. of that just no chance. I think I think like 1 a.m yeah yeah it was definitely way past midnight i remember like you know, early on, there was a chance we might have been able to meet up with you guys that night. <laughs> and once we went to Lowe's and once it took like two hours to build the crate, there was like no chance in hell. Not going to happen. So it was pretty fun. No, we, it was the one night that I know I bailed out early because mm-hmm. I had been up real early. And I didn't want that to just screw the whole weekend. Yep. So, yep. yeah, once we got past uh, about 9 p.m., I turned into a pumpkin on Wednesday. Night. Well, Smart on you because man, that's a that's just a long weekend. Every every year, it's just a long weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, glad I did because I I really I burned it at both ends and a couple spots in the middle. The rest of yep. the so yep. Wednesday night, Joe of course was in tears. Aww, <laughs> he's such an <laughs> She said through the tears. <laughs> I didn't cry when I saw you. Whatever you cry when you see everybody a little. You do. It, you're not like bawling, but you you well up every time. It's the first time I see. That's sweet. Isn't it? No. <laughs> it makes me feel. It makes me feel bad that the next thing I'm going to do is make fun of. Every time, every word you just said. It's totally is not true. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is totally true. It is totally I, true. I'm the one looking at you. I see what's happening. I give you a hug, and then it's fine. And the tears. <laughs> just no tears. I think this year you guys were, like, purposely trying to make me cry. Mm. Well, there was a moment where that is absolutely the God's honest truth, and we'll get to that a little later on, or a lot later on. It's kind of a little later on in the full four sense of a little later. <laughs> I'll tell you, I honestly didn't feel nearly as sad or 
emotional this year as I did two years ago. It's like we already got yep. the whole last convention thing out of the way a couple of years ago. So this convention was just like we're living on stolen time, you know? There was a bitter sweetness to yeah. it, certainly. But at the same time, we all had had time to deal with it in our own right. way. I don't think that there was the, the wailing and the gnashing of the teeth that, that we had seen or heard about at the last BotCon or even that we were starting to experience two years ago mm-hmm. uh, in, in Loveland. As Saturday went on, as we started to get into the, the dinner, it was starting to get a little weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, anyways, no reason to dwell on that. So Wednesday night, of course, it was great. Joe cried. <laughs> so on Thursday, we had, we did have a event. We had the customizing class. Anybody Either you guys do the customer. Yeah, I class. did. I did the one on Thursday. It was freaking awesome. Always miss that one. It was just a really, like a really good figure this year, a brand new head sculpt. And who was it? For the folks at home, who was well, it? Well, it was a Red Shadows kind of guy. But I don't allow Red Shadows into my G.I. Joe collecting pattern because I've got this really, I, I try to, to hold myself to not collecting international. I started collecting international. I would end up with something like, like Sam's collection. <laughs> years down the road, you know, and I, I probably wouldn't have a house to put it in. It would just be ugly. So anyway, I actually changed mine into a Crimson Shadows figure. I just painted them like the Crimson Guard color, the maroon kind of color, and it's awesome. I really love the figure. So had a good time. And then uh, the icing on the cake, have, have you guys heard about how they ended the custom class for both sessions? No. Yes, but go ahead and talk well, about it anyway. Well, this was really, really cool. In terms of like Exclusive items or or pickups for the entire convention, I would say this is probably the highlight for me. And I got some good stuff this year, but I I would say this is the highlight. Bobby Vala was there, and he's a designer at Hasbro. And basically, he worked with Johnny Russell to give Johnny Russell temporary custody of, I believe it was seven different unreleased heads, head sculpts. From and, and a lot of these we had seen back dating back to 2012 in New Orleans in the kind of concept case. Man, these head sculpts just blew me away. I could not believe like this is one of those moments when it's happening. You're like, wow, this is incredible. I can't believe this is happening. They actually made this this happen for us. So Hasbro gave Johnny Russell access to seven heads that were never released. Johnny Russell made 110 or so casts, casts off those heads, and they and they gave them out to everybody that finished their custom. So, nice. man, and they're, they've got some Renegades heads in there. They've got a Renegades scrap iron with half of his face blown off and like hair missing on the back. And it's beautiful. There's a Renegades Duke, Renegades Storm Shadow with his mask off. I'm not going to name all seven right now because I'll probably leave one out. There was Zombie Cobra Commander where you could see where his helmet got damaged and then his face is all zombified. There's Zombie Storm Shadow where his head took a blade in the top of it. Looks like a cantaloupe that had a slice taken out, you know. <laughs> And uh, and he's turned into a zombie. There was uh, Sky Striker, the the pilot for the Tiger Rat. They were originally going to do Sky Striker. They ended up releasing Wild Bill instead. So we finally got his head sculpt. We got an AVAC head sculpt from the I think the Pursuit of Cobra era. So anyway, just little head sculpts and uh, people in the custom class got casts of those. And it just felt really special. Yeah, that, that, that is pretty awesome, especially when you're you're not expecting yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm not even like a diehard, crazy modern collector. I mean, I, I bought everything for several years, and I was like, I love the vintage stuff, and this modern stuff's just going in storage. So I'm not even like a super huge, huge diehard modern collector. But just having these head sculpts that were never released, and you got these little casts of them, it just feels special. 
Yeah, it was a good good start to a great weekend. Either you guys do the Chattanooga tour. No. no. Joe, you normally do something. Don't, don't didn't you any of the any of the tours this I, uh, year for you? I usually do the tours on both days, but I was I was bringing mom down, so and I bought a house, so I can't really I couldn't afford. <laughs> yeah, <hear laughs> Not that mom's expensive, but buying a house is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I had to finish and actually develop three costumes for JoeCon. So it wasn't like, yeah. oh, I'll just like go on one of the tours and leave mom and Wes and Maggie and William behind. <laughs> the entourage. No so tours no tours this year. No tours. Anybody do golden tickets? No. No. No, me either. I, I ain't crazy out of money. Mm. Yeah, I, I've done it in the past. And I think the first few years that I was going to JoeCon, I, I always tried to do golden ticket just to avoid the lines, but it changes the experience because then you feel like, okay, now you got to max it out and buy a bunch of extras and then sell them to make your money back. And all of a sudden, you just feel like you're on the hook for buying and selling, and I didn't want that to be part of my experience. Yeah, I, I did it the one year uh, when I won the mm-hmm. trip in Springfield. I That's right, free trip, Mike. Yeah. So I did that year, but even then, it wasn't it wasn't an eBay deal. I just I found a couple guys who were going and and bought for them instead. Yeah. So I guess spread the wealth, like so to speak, figuratively if not literally. Sure. Anybody have any great stories for Thursday night? It was Thursday night. You know, Thursday night was pretty freaking awesome too because Word Burglar put together a show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we had a booth, so we had to like scramble to kind of load in. We went out to I think it was called Chattanooga Improv. Mm-hmm. And Word, Word Burglar had set up a show. And so, you know, it was like a 45-minute set. Um, it was a ton of fun, man. Like, the room was packed. Small, intimate venue. He was like half rapper and half stand-up comedian, man. He was just like <laughs> really uh, engaging with the crowd. It was, it was a ton of fun. A ton of fun to be a part of. I was stuck in line trying to get my uh Were <laughs> my you? Because yeah. I had to set up for the finest. And we had to fill tables. Right. And they didn't yep. have any of the tables. Yeah. Yep. So we were scrambling. Same, same here. Oh, man. Yeah, by, by, by the time I got done with in line, and, and mind you, the lines this year were probably second best that we've uh-huh. Yes. Indianapolis still, out of the cons that I've been to, Indianapolis was still far and away the most efficient as far as picking up mm-hmm. stuff. But this would be second. It was it was great. And as, as greatly attended as this show was, that really speaks to, to what they did nice. this year. They finally got so, it right at the end. But at, at, <laughs> Yeah, for right, for real. The last last one's like the best one. <laughs> By the time I I got done and Rob got done, it was it was ten thirty, and we knew that his set had started yep. at ten. So we knew by the time we got there, he'd he'd be heading over our way. And and lo and behold, we did actually catch up with right. him that night. That dude's awesome. I'm not even talking talent yep. wise. I just mean that's he an is awesome a really dude. good dude. My buddy Joe and him have become good friends, and so he actually got in the room with us. And man, me and him stayed up every night, seriously, for like an hour or two after we were like, all right, we're going to bed, you know what I mean? Me and him would stay up for an hour or two talking about Kaban. He's like one of the most knowledgeable comic book guys meet. He uh, he actually used to work in a comic book shop for a while, and he's still just like a big-time reader, just pop culture nerd. That's why his Cobra Island record is so good, because he knows the Hama stuff back and forth. He's just super yeah. knowledgeable about it. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's not just copping names. He's he's actually writing lyrics yeah, based absolutely. on Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. He knows the storylines, and he gets the characters. That's why that album's so good. Yeah, me, me and him got to got to chat for a while. Of all things, we got on baseball, uh-huh. which, if you know me, that's the one thing that I can talk about probably with more depth and breadth than I can oh, wow. silly four-inch tall yep. soldiers. And so we were talking we were talking baseball for a good couple of hours on, I think it was Saturday. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was Saturday because I was definitely. Did crazy. you make it out to their AAA I, baseball stadium? I okay. did not. I did not. No, it. There, there too. It just gets to be a logistics sure. issue. Something's got to give. Yeah, it's like I can either hang out with everybody I've been yep. waiting to see, or I can go do stuff. And this was the time yep. that I really decided. Like in years past, maybe I'd go do more mm-hmm. stuff. This was the year I really wanted to make sure I was around. Everybody. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think we'll see another gathering of this size for many years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just felt like everybody was there. Do you guys know what attendance was this year? Did we break a thousand? We broke over a thousand for the dinner, and that's the highest uh, attended dinner ever. Wow. Uh, the ever. Saturday night dinner? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. great. Do, do we know what show yeah. attendance looked like? I, I know that the number that I heard getting tossed mm-hmm. around – and you can catch it on hearsay and yep. third hand and, yep. and stuff like that. But what I had heard was that this was the most registered attendees they'd ever had, and it was about 3,500. Mm-hmm. That's the number I heard, too. Going out with a bang. So when you throw yeah, when you throw into that Chattanooga was, was very conducive to a Jocon in the sense that Springfield was, too. Not a real big place. I mean, everybody's heard of Chattanooga, but it's not mm-hmm. a huge city. And so when, when it gets on the local news that that's what's going on at the convention yeah. hall, everybody locally goes to find to, to check mm-hmm. it out. And so th- that hall was packed. Awesome. Yeah. Also, it, that general admission line and the admission line to get into the floor was never not busy. Like, there was always a line trying to get in. Wow. Can't say enough good things about Chattanooga. Yeah, I know, I know for me, like, personally, uh, you know, like I said, I had a booth. And so I just kind of expected all weekend to be chained to the booth. Man, it was it was just incredible. Friday and Saturday were both just incredible. Just totally packed, man. I didn't know if that was universal around the. Floor. I popped in on you. What was that Friday? I popped in on you, and you were you were flying, yeah, you surrounded by people. It was a it was awesome. I was I was wondering was that the kind of experience all over the floor? You know, there were just that many people there. I didn't I didn't see my friends who had tickets. right. Right. Until kind of late on mm-hmm. Saturday, I finally was was willing to fight the crowds and specifically go. Yeah. And then on Sunday, it backed off a little bit and it was a little bit easier. But, man, that, I mean, that floor, everybody I talked to that had a table sold. Nice. Everybody made mm-hmm. couldn't have given stuff away faster. Yep. So a great dealer show. To, to finish up the room. Yeah, we, we got four booths, you know, and I, I was just doing my poster thing, and I did really well, but also I just finished the series, right? So I figured there was a lot of people that were waiting until I actually made it through the whole series to jump on it. So I thought that might have been why I was doing pretty well. But then I talked to three guys that had booths, like, n- right next to me in the row, and they all did way better than the last several years' worth of shows. So, yeah, news for me, though, was that by Saturday at 3 p.m., I was sold through. I mean, it's good because, you know, I sold the inventory I came with. It's bad because I could have sold a lot more, <laughs> you know? Ooh. Yeah, that was that was just amazing. It was kind of, it was kind of a relief, though, because that gave me – that made me feel like it was okay for me to actually walk around the floor on Sunday and go to a couple panels. Sure, yeah, decompress with, You know, it being the last Jocon, I'm glad that I got a chance to do that. Of course, the floor was open to attendees. We had the first panel of the day at 9 a.m. was panel of the truth of G.I. Joe – or at least the way we saw it, I did not see this panel. It was too early mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> was, we, we, uh, my brother and I, we actually we roomed Mark Weber. Oh, you did? And, nice. Nice. Yeah. In, adi- in addition to being G.I. Joe guy, I mean, you know, he ran the brand and stuff. Mark is, and this too, rides right right in line 
in step with what me and Rob talk about most of the time. He is a New York Yankees fan. He is a sketch fan. And so Mark may be related to us. <laughs> That's how much we just we just sat and just talked about complete BS with Mark Webber. Like we've known him first. Nice. Can't say enough good things about that guy. Awesome. But I think he's like the year in between me and Rob. So it just fit right in. He was just he, he was unofficially the third year as yeah. even though there is there is an actual third year as area and a fourth. Uh, but they bailed, so Mark got their job. They don't count. They're out. In my will, it's Rob and Mark Webber. Nice. Had a chance to go to lunch with him on Sunday, man. He's just good people, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we we took him over to the diner for several <laughs> meals because it's the diner. Like, that diner yeah. is incredible. We, we need to stop and talk about the <laughs> diner. <laughs> I think everybody went there. Yeah. Now, mind you, I have been dieting for most of 2018. I know not super visible from the photos, but, you know, I, I had lost probably 30 pounds for the end of the year. Easy stuff, you know, cut out the, the soda, cut back on the, the breads, cut back on the fried stuff, uh, cut out the potatoes. Just real, real easy stuff to do. And, th- like, that whole plan went in a dumpster that <laughs> That diner. That, that diner. Was Were you the one that told me to get the chocolate chip pancakes with the chocolate syrup or something? Uh, we definitely endorsed it. Yeah, I got those. <laughs> I got. I got to be honest yeah. though. I didn't make it through the whole plate. No, no, it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible because those four freaking pancakes are each the size of your head. <laughs> Truth. And then they've got whipped cream and more chocolate chips on top of it. It is diabetes on yeah. a plate. Wilfred Brimley serves it to you. And then looks at you like, mm, don't do it. I mean, it's no, the, the chocolate chip pancakes were insane, but that's exactly why they had to yeah. be eaten. No regrets. No, I got a corned beef sandwich that I swear was four pounds. And then they then they threw like a pile of fries on it that was equally the same, equally as large. It was it was insane. And I paid twelve dollars. Madness is what I <laughs> yeah. do. Madness. Yeah. So I remember we went there. I think it was late Thursday night after doing custom class from 8 a.m. until word burglars show it, I, I think i finally got some food at one in the morning at the diner and so i had a i remember i had an omelet and the chocolate chip pancakes yeah i sent <laughs> you i said i told you the diner was yeah, gonna be pretty amazing food. yeah 24 hours oh yeah yes not open sunday night they were actually closing to renovate <laughs> so we're, we were all if you didn't get there for dinner time on sunday you, you were denied mm. the diner uh, i can't think of what it was called it was just the city diner or something Something real basic. They had the, the traditional diner cake. Yes. Yeah. There was just a cake, a case full of cakes, and each of these cakes is like eight to ten inches tall, mm. and just totally bananas flavors, like banana. And that was funnier than that. <laughs> like I got, a, I got a slab, and that is the term slab of chocolate cake. It tasted just like Briar's ice cream, but they did they did peanut butter, they did lemon, they did, I mean just if you. If you could think of a flavor of cake, they had it. If you could think of a flavor of pie, they had it. It was just, it, it was insanity. <laughs> I miss it. Is it better or, or equal to or worse than the horseshoe, Springfield? I'm not going to diss the horseshoe. Because <laughs> I miss that thing. I, I think the horseshoe, It's. I think it's cool that Springfield, Illinois has a thing. <laughs> so I don't want to diss the okay. horseshoe. But the horseshoe, like the horseshoe sauce was not something i can do on a real regular Shut your face and it's a little too much it's a little too rich so i have to say i would put it above the horseshoe 
but your mileage may vary. Mm. Sarah Dietrich and I talk about the horseshoe <laughs> a lot. Like what, once every couple of years, I can get to Springfield. You guys want to meet me in Springfield, I'll buy a horseshoe. I might, I might hold you to that. All right. I'm okay with it. I'm always good for horseshoe. I'm not that broke. I got horseshoe money. <laughs> uh, too bad we don't have computer money, but yeah. horseshoe money. We got. Yeah. Uh, we also had, uh, as far as panels, we had looking at the the, the schedule. Where's my schedule? At 11:30 a.m. was panel 95 and beyond, which was a, a look at all of the unreleased stuff from the vintage line that didn't make it to shelves in 19. Ah, uh, yeah, James and Dan, right? Yes, mm. sir. What'd you think? I'm gonna exercise full transparency here. I went down to the show floor at about 11 o'clock and then set up until about when the floor opened at 2. And I sprued to like 5.30, so I didn't make it to anything on Friday. Man. that's a, that's a... Joe, you didn't get into that one? No, I too was on the show floor shopping. That's the, that's the Oh, you were? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Man. So I, I did see noted author James mm-hmm. Cavanaugh, and it was it really just – it was Kirk and, and the, the designers that were on mm-hmm. hand uh, just talking about all the fun stuff that, that they had planned for 95. Yeah. I don't want to get too far into it because you can actually see the panel itself. Our, our good friend over at the Full Force, Chris mm-hmm. McLeod, recorded nice. just about all the panels. Oh, great. Uh, so if there is a panel that you're interested in, uh, head over to the Full Force on Facebook, and you should be able to find that relatively easily. But if you are interested – in what is what what was planned mm-hmm. for us in 1995 uh, when the stars were crossing and and the the, the landscape was changing and GI Joe was ripped from our our surly hands that's that's the one you want to see 95 there's actually a uh, very interesting series of auctions up on Hakes Americana and collectibles right now and it's from oh I'm going to I'm going to miss the guy's name it just slipped Anyway, friend of the program. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It is Kevin Watts. Anyway, he's got a bunch of auctions up right now. And one of them is a uh, 1995 kind of space character. And it's got six arms, not four arms, six arms. Two of the arms up top have their own shoulder joint. And then the two arms down below share the kind of same upper arm. But then they have a split double lower arm. And it's crazy looking. Yeah, just go check it out. I believe that character was called Thrasher, no relation to the Dreadnought. Right. You know, I think it was unnamed on the actual drawings, but then I think it was referred to as Thrasher. Check that one out. If you got got some dough, help our friend Kevin out and buy it. Man, connect me with Kevin, man. I want to talk to him one-on-one about some of this stuff. If you know him personally, make that connection. I do. Mm-hmm. We have some of the, the world's most incriminating <laughs> audio on Kevin yeah. Watts. Clearly, you didn't listen to the program. We had Kevin several times. All of it. Show. I've listened to all of it multiple times. <laughs> you lie. You lie. Do, do you want to tell them what Kevin's store name is on eBay? It's not on eBay. Or no. on wherever? Basically, if you go to the Hakes auction mm-hmm. site and just search G.I. Joe Kevin mm-hmm. Watts, his auctions will come up. Yep. So just just follow that. That go to Hakes. Yeah, I've, I've actually already Punch picked in. up several of his auctions, and uh, everything that I've gotten has come through in good shape. And it's a reliable, trustworthy organization that he's going through. Oh, they're awesome. So. It, I, I think with Hakes, it's it's it costs a little more. Like he's not getting as yeah. much from that as he would through eBay. Right. But 
you, you're paying, you're getting what you pay for on that. It's it's professionals packing it and handling it and taking care of right. it. Right. So uh, whereas you know with us and eBay, it's ourselves and we are total rank uh-huh. amateurs. <laughs> no telling. Uh, also on. I, I just said uh, no telling what you're going to get when you're on eBay. No. I mean, you'll get what you want. You'll probably get some unwanted body hair. Yeah. Like, open the box and a cloud of cigarette smoke's going to roll out. That's the worst. Mm. <laughs> mm. Something live. Live and hungry. Sick. Anyways, next panel. Next panel. Uh, on Saturday. Next, next panel on Saturday is the history of the G.I. Joe versus Cobra comic. Now we're on Friday here, Mikey. <laughs> yes. Did I say yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right, whatever. I'm out of, I'm drunk. I don't know. <laughs> so, but this was on Friday, Friday at twelve thirty. The history of the GI Joe versus Cobra. Mm. You guys I was trying to dress Kavanaugh. <laughs> was that so? Did you dress as him on Friday? Because you know how the blur, the days blur together. Yes. Yes, that was the scariest thing. So, so your costume was fine. You as Kavanaugh, okay. It's <laughs> it's kind of surly, burly. It's not. You know, I told you I, I couldn't look at you and see you as attractive, <laughs> but if I looked away and heard your voice, you're still attractive. Uh, Kavanaugh, I was on the trying to make his, his voice, and he was like, man, you got my mannerisms. And I was like, well, yeah, like, we're friends. I do watch you. <laughs> I don't, like, ignore your face. <laughs> it, man, was he wear a dress? He was. Oh, my God. His little leg sticking out of your dress was something you cannot unsee, you know? Well, it was – so the dress was really short. Hmm. Because James, James is a tall man. <laughs> so he hides his his tallness and his weight very well. Mm-hmm. So when I put on the clothing, I was like, I feel like I'm really thin. And he, yeah, yeah, you don't have a belly. I was like, well, you don't have a belly. But he does. He's got a bit of a belly. So mm-hmm. we were stuffing pillows, which were all too big. I'm pregnant. It was bad. <laughs> So I ended up putting my stuffed elephant. Oh, wow. <laughs> so then it was his turn to get dressed. He had some crazy wig. Mm-hmm. Maggie did his makeup. And so that took forever. And then he put on my dress. And I was like, oh, that's really short. Oh, you can't even bend over. Oh, my God. We, we don't want <laughs> – we don't want – there's a lot, a lot of kids here that don't know us. <laughs> yeah. So I lent, I lent him my, uh, my, like, booty shorts to wear. And so <laughs> – he put those under and then these these crazy weird heels that didn't even fit his feet and they were yeah. cutting into the back of his heel. I was like, Oh my god, dude, why didn't you just go to the thrift store? But he did. He couldn't find shoes big enough. And he asked Sarah Dietrich for her shoes, but they were still wow. too small. And she wears a size eleven. Yeah. Yeah, well I mean so does James. Only James probably wears a men's size yes, eleven. Which is a thirteen in women's. Um, yeah, at least. And 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 Again, people kind of – you said it best. James doesn't come off like he's a particularly big individual, and that's because he's usually seen hanging around big mm-hmm. individuals. Like when, when you see pictures of James, there it's he's, he's around – you know, he's around Nova. He's around me and Gary. He's around – and we are all tremendously large individuals. James is like six foot three and probably – Probably two hundred twenty yeah, pounds. He looks really skinny. He's one of those. He's one of those fat yes. skinny guys. Mm. <laughs> and and I don't mean it, I don't mean to cast any aspersions because I'm a fat fat guy. So I, I'm not I'm not making fun by any stretch. <laughs> it's hard to keep it off past a certain age, man. You could be skinny your whole life, but man, you hit a certain age, and I'm telling you. For me, that age was like seventeen. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you hit 
if you've been a skinny guy your whole life and you hit 30 and you're not working out, things are going to change. <laughs> Real fast. Yeah, I know. And shoot, I mean, I've I've generally have worked out. I've I've been fairly active as an adult, and it doesn't mm. matter. You just are what you are. Mm. Anyhow, we 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 tease Joe uh, because Joe is seven feet tall in heels. <laughs> Joe is tall by women's standards. Joe would make a pretty runty guy. Yes. To dress James as Joe, we're and use the same clothes. There's some some clear logistic yeah. issues there, but thank thank you for making sure the boys are covered. <laughs> I think uh, society as a whole owes you one. Yes. Uh, we'll, we will add that to your horseshoe, Bill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a, you'll get a horseshoe and a key to the city. I'm okay. I don't know what I don't know what city, but key to the city. So nobody saw history of the GI Joe versus Cobra Comica. Mm-hmm. All right, then you guys be that way. I didn't see it either. I didn't, I didn't go to anything on Friday. There too, uh, be sure to check out the full force uh, on Facebook. You'll you'll be any panels you want to see. They should have a recording. I think they caught all of them except maybe that mm-hmm. first one. Move on to Saturday. Saturday was Saturday uh, was a big day, man. Yeah, Saturday was bananas. Yeah. It, maybe just the 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 biggest blur of a day I can remember in all the Joe Cons I've been to, and that was seven or eight of them, seven of them, mm-hmm. seven of them definitely. We had. At 10 o'clock, the, uh, the panel was The Itcher Continues, uh, which was uh, Barry Kay and Adventure Team stuff, mm-hmm. basically the t- chronicling the Adventure Teams through really general retail. And then when the, the club picked up on that theme the last 10 years mm-hmm. or so for the 12-inch exclusives, you don't find better folks than Barry Kay and the guys at Regular Goes. You can certainly you can catch their podcast. I'm sure they've talked about some of this stuff, too. I don't collect that scale because, God, I barely have room for the sure. stuff I have. I cannot start looking at new gigantic action figures to add mm-hmm. to the lot. Kind of a forgotten chapter in G.I. Joe's history. And Barry and the boys are kind of the torchbearers for it. And they do a fantastic job. Uh, very informative. I, I always learn something that I didn't know before mm-hmm. when I go to one of Barry's presentations at JoeCon. Nice. Uh, so there, too. I did see that one. Absolutely recommend it. Check that one out. Again, visit Chris McLeod at the Full Force. I'm sure he was there with his hair. <laughs> with his beautiful hair. It is it is <laughs> luscious. It is it is the the head of hair that I give more credit than my own. Okay. So that ended at ten fifty. <laughs> which brings us to D Day. Yes. Eleven AM. Saturday, June 23rd, 2018. This is the culmination of a crazy amount of work, man. I think I, you know, we had talked about this before when we recorded one of the previous shows. <laughs> that, that Nobody else heard this, so I'll, I'll recap, recap it briefly. But basically, Kirk mailed me these three tapes, <laughs> and uh, they were 8mm tapes that he shot on his own kind of handheld family camera. But everybody knows that Kirk can weave a yarn. You know, he's a storyteller through and through. And so he's not just going to be rolling on something and not kind of describing what it is or telling you about it or kind of building up the mysticism of it. And so I ended up with two hours and 40 minutes worth of footage from these eight millimeter tapes. And the first thing I did was cut it down to, I believe it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 47 minutes worth of wall to wall dialogue where it was either Kirk talking or the director of the commercial shoot talking. This was the uh, first live action commercial shoot that they did in uh, Vancouver 
up in Canada back in 1990. Uh, this was in between Thanksgiving and Christmas of 1990 for release in 1991. So basically, after that 47 minutes of footage was whittled down, I had to figure out what, how are we going to structure this panel? Because basically, he just sent me these tapes and said, I haven't seen these in close to 30 years. Why don't you make something out of them and then we'll present it to the community? <laughs> so, I mean, it was kind of a kind of a daunting. Yeah, sure. I mean, of course. I was like, hell yeah, mail it to me. Here's my address, you know. But it was a daunting task for sure because it was chaos. I had some somewhat decent versions of the TV commercials, not great. And so I almost immediately turned back around to him and asked him if he had any masters laying around anywhere, any old like beta SP tapes or beta max or VHS or anything. And he ended up mailing me a DVD and a VHS. And that had the uh, masters of the commercials that were better quality than what we had had before. And as I started to look through this footage, it turned out that there was a commercial that neither I had ever been able to source and Yojo had never been able to source that featured the battle copters. And so there was this big mystery all of a sudden of what happened to this missing commercial and why couldn't we find it anywhere? And that was just kind of weird. So Kirk was able to supply that commercial on a VHS and on a DVD. And so that was pretty awesome to be able to kind of premiere that. At the same time, Adam Riches remembered seeing it when he was a kid. And so he went back to his old VHS cassettes that he recorded personally off the TV and he had a copy of it. And so Adam was able to rip his, and we were able to combine that with the master that Kirk had and kind of make a true-to-broadcast final master of that commercial. So anyway, it just wow. turned into this really... So so that is that is the recorded first recorded instance of a, hey, I remember seeing that, that actually came yeah. through. Oh, he went and he found it. I mean, Adam Rich came through like, totally. Like Chuck and Pimp Daddy. <laughs> oh, did that happen? It did, yeah. Yeah, sure, you saw that one on the show right. today, sure. <laughs> right, exactly. Everybody remembered seeing Pimp Daddy Destro. They just didn't happen to pick it up, right? Yeah, no. It, it was just the most amazing experience, man. I had a lot of stress leading up to JoeCon because, number one, we were finishing Volume 6. We did that whole book in 17 weeks, which was a breakneck speed, but I wanted to get that done in time for the convention. Number two, I had these tapes that Kirk had mailed me, and I had to turn that into some kind of panel that would be entertaining and fun for everybody and, and live up to the kind of responsibility that he had given me by giving me these tapes. And, and that was really fun. And then Joe and I, my buddy Joe built those gliders and we premiered those at the costume contest on Saturday night. So gee, had Joe Con was like the culmination of, of three kind of major, major goals. And, uh, everything went off without a hitch, man. It was just, I feel really grateful that Kirk trusted me enough to send me those tapes and, just really grateful that everybody showed up for the panel, and it was just an amazing experience. We filmed the panel with multiple cameras and wireless audio, and so I almost immediately, within, I think, two days, did a profile on it. I've seen it, so I definitely should plug that. That's on the uh, that's on the um, 3D Joe's channel, and I also put new masters of the six linear commercials on uh, the Facebook page and the YouTube page. But everything lives on the 3D Joe's YouTube page, and then, uh, yeah, you can see the commercials all edited into one on facebook as well it was crazy man it's kind of like like now is the calm after the storm like now that all those three big goals have been accomplished i gotta kind of see what what i'm gonna do next yeah and and i'll be honest that i know you guys especially we didn't record a whole lot at the show because you guys were busy i was not nearly as busy but i wasn't about to try and throw something together on what you two were already <laughs> dealing with so at the same time, we figured let let you get home, unpack a little bit yep. mentally. 
uh, repair, and then then we would get to talk about this sure. stuff because whatever you're on my show, so <laughs> I yeah. got time. Well, it, striking while the hot, my iron's always hot. It was there. a uh, it was a thrilling. <laughs> That's terrible. It was a thrilling weekend, man. Jam packed, and that was awesome. Thank you. Just sitting as somebody sitting however many rows mm-hmm. back. That was awesome to see. I'll, I'll tell you, one of the best parts was his whole family was sitting there, like on the second row, and seeing their reactions and responses to his stories was amazing. When he when he started talking about how the battle wagon caught on fire while he was literally locked in the cockpit, <laughs> I mean, they put him in the driver's seat and they locked the cage around him. Otherwise, while it was moving along, the, the cage would have been bouncing. So they lock him in, and then these pyrotechnics accidentally catch this plywood vehicle on fire and his wife's eyes are as big as saucers man they're just like oh my god you never told me that yeah, yeah they were freaking out a little it was bit. amazing I mean, obviously it's 28 years yeah later. right they know he's sure. okay but at the same time you you know that's that's dad or that's kirk or, or that's somebody very important to yeah. us and he's inches from fire <laughs> so yeah it's it's a little it's a little uh, nerve-wracking. It was, it was cool, man. And then him telling the story about how the shoot kept getting delayed for another week and then another week. And he's, like, mailing flowers, and he never, <laughs> ever mailed flowers. <laughs> Seeing her face where she's still a little bit upset about it <laughs> 28 years later. It was hilarious, man. They, I, I just love – that. I've been up to visit him once before, and that family feels like it, they're just a really tight-knit bunch i just feel lucky to know all of them and it was just great seeing them right there in the crowd enjoying these stories yeah the the bazigians really are they they are all fantastic yeah. and uh it was it was great to that we got to have the whole family yeah. in town for this because kirk kirk especially you know as as uh the godfather as it were mm-hmm. you know he, he he's he's just like his passion for gi joe has not dimmed over yeah. the years he is every bit as in today yeah as he was back in 1981 when they started throwing this together. And it, and he, you know, he hasn't even been at Hasbro for what, 23 years. And he, st- he yeah, still yeah, just loves time. this brand. That's, that's incredible to me. The, the amount of time that he still gives to the community uh, to engage with us fanboys 20 plus years after he's made a paycheck on it is, is just incredible to me. Like he's, he's just so willing to share his stories and his energy and his enthusiasm for the brand. And, I think we're all incredibly lucky as a community to have access to guys like him and Ron and uh, Guy Cassidy and Frank Coroneros, all, all those guys, man, that engage with us on a regular basis. We're so lucky to have that. Amen. Joe Colton, were you there? Uh-oh, putting her on the spot. Ah, no, I was not. I was you, organizing the photo shoot. <laughs> well, you guys, you, you can watch it online. I did hear that The Finest had record-breaking fundraising year this yes, year. Yes, we did. We'll get okay. to that. Talk, talk about the photo. You're getting, you're getting ahead of him. <laughs> um, so everybody was, was dressed mostly for the theme of the con. So Slaughter's Marauders or Python Patrol or some some crazy dreadnoughts. But Richard Smiley usually does photos for us for the last two or three years. And so he brought his equipment and we took people across the street safely. And the kids came out and we did a shoot. We tried to do the Cobra first because everybody was either in armor or covered. Like some of the Crimson Guard guys were were really hot and couldn't breathe in those helmets. So I got those guys done, and then we went inside, and the Joes did their shoot. And then we had Larry come out, and we had 
positioned everybody to, to stand there for a good 10, 15 minutes, not moving. Larry came out, did pictures with us. And then Kirk came out the next day and did photos with us. And he was so nice. excited. We got to talk to him for a bit and got to ask him a couple questions on like how he feels about like, you know, seeing life-size figures of things that he had seen in the 80s as toys. And yep. so he was telling us that him and his wife are huge fans of the finest and everything we do and people were thanking him for for doing what he did for the brand and influencing people's careers basically like like Larry did so all these guys basically influenced a lot of the members um to do what they do in their real life um and then go home and make costumes and dress up as the figures that these guys made so it's pretty cool yeah you can tell they have a lot of fun with it i i saw how uh <laughs> So Ron Rudat obviously designed the majority of the figures that most of us cosplay because we tend to gravitate towards the earlier characters. Yes. And and so I saw how you guys. It's a lot easier to do. <laughs> well, and it's it's just the colors are, are are easier on the eyes too, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying, eight eighty two zap yeah. or ninety zap. Yeah, right. Actually, zap's not bad though. He's just kind of like what silver and blue version two. Anyway, I digress. Um, but I saw how. You guys admitted Ron Rudat into the finest and gave yes. him a, a helmet from Pit Viper Studios, and mm-hmm. that that and somebody had a Jeep there that had Cobra markings on it and stuff. That that was incredible. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So one of the one of the guys up in New England uh, presented Ron with a helmet from Pit Viper Studios, and Pit Viper Studios has helped us do honorary gifts before. Like to Morgan Lofting, who does the voice mm-hmm. of the Baroness, we got mm-hmm. to give her. Um, armored chest or breastplate of the Baroness. So we presented her with that. And so we started doing this thing where we honor the legends of G.I. Joe with honorary membership into the finest. Ron is really cute because he's been collecting patches from everybody and trading Mm. cards. And we get we get all the legends uh, shirts and we got Ray Park a hat and a shirt. And he wears that when he works out. So we've gotten yeah. pictures with him. He wears a Star a Star Wars celebration because he's nice. more of a Joe fan than he is a Star Wars fan, which is makes me like really excited. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ron Rudat is awesome. Uh, we've gotten uh, Larry Hama uh, shirts from every garrison, I think, and he wears them to the cons. Like every con we go to, and we see Larry, he's got one of our shirts on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we like to honor them and it's a way of giving back to them for us and they they yeah. like it. So we're trying to formalize it because cool. it gets kind of expensive to do that. Yeah, but I'm sure it it's does. To- it's totally worth it, though. Like I think it's it's great to do that, give back and as a, as a nice thank you to – they don't expect it either. They don't expect to have like some helmet or breastplate being given to them. So right. it's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm very tempted by those Pit Viper helmets, man. Oh, dude, I collect them. <laughs> Just, I, we'll see, and I know it would go that direction, and I can't afford that. Aren't they like 200 250 bucks a pop or something? Yeah, the the Baroness armor, uh, just uh-huh. the kit, because I've got three of them. Oh, geez. It's like, <laughs> well, dude, come on. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I know. You, I know you rock it. Yeah, the finished goes for... I think 700 and the kit yeah. itself is like four something, 480. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like it's it's a masterpiece. Like Len oh, yeah. is just a master sculptor. Like yeah. the only two guys like that that I have worked with religiously, and and one's in California, right. and he's he does Rebirth MXD. Uh, he does uh, the Spawn stuff. 
Like that guy's amazing, but he does latex stuff, whereas Len does hard armor. Yep. My next purchase is probably going to be the uh, Iron Grenadier's helmet. Cause oh, wow. Why not? <laughs> How do you display those? In a glass case with lights. Yep, nice. <laughs> so there you go, Carson. For 700 bucks, you can be the Baron. Oh, man. It's bad enough collecting sideshow collectibles. I don't know if I, I can get into it. I do that as well. Like, I collect uh, everything. People are like, you collect? I'm like, you have no idea how, how much Right. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> There's times when we're happy to see Wes, <laughs> and it's mostly because we know, like, when we see him, he's not being kept in a jar in her basement. <laughs> we're happy to see Wes because he's Wes, but we're also a little relieved. Yeah. He's out of the jar. Because he's not in the jar. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, did William I? T- too. We're happy. We're happy. William's not in the jar. Did I tell you how he didn't understand or know how much I collect until yeah. we moved? Yeah. No, I, I think I heard about that firsthand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are you telling you? You totally got busted. He had no he had no idea the extent of your issues. <laughs> I was like, well, what the heck did you expect? Like when you move in with somebody, you're gonna uncover all kinds of shit. In my old apartment, there was a wall mm. of closet space, and, and he it thought was- it ended there. <laughs> There was so on top there were clothing, right? Like on the on the hangers and stuff. And underneath there was like probably twelve sh- short boxes stacked of just comic books. And then <laughs> and then there were huge boxes of like one box extra large moving boxes of purses or or two closets two closet doors with shoes. And then there was a hidden closet of just toys <laughs> that you couldn't even get to without. <laughs> moving things around and so William who was helping me move with some of the some of the other friends I was like your closet's like Narnia it keeps going (laughs) yeah and so I just was like just put everything in the in the garage when we got here and he was like what's in this box I'm like oh those are Joe's he's like what about this box like more Joe's what about this box Smurfs what about this box He-Man like it was and they're all labeled because I'm insane right like labeling and like I've got I've got Excel spreadsheets, and he's like, what's in this box? I said, those are Star Trek collector ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my friends, my friends there, I was like, can you collect, like, one thing, just one thing, like, either figures or comic books, just one thing? And I was like, that's going to be really difficult. Does anybody like, truly collect just one thing, though? Like, I don't think – out of all the friends that I've made and, and that are part of this hobby, I don't think there's one person that's just absolutely a purist and only collects one thing. Yeah. I used to be a completist, and then, like, that had to stop because then I would yeah. want to open one and then have one, and I'm like, that's got to go. So now I just – things I don't want to open, I just don't, and then things I do, I, I do because I'm going to run out of space. <laughs> yeah. I feel like- I'm amazed that that has happened already. Well, I mean, how big is this house? It's 2,700 square feet. Put it in terms of bedrooms and bathrooms. There is three full bathrooms and four bedrooms. They're all full, aren't they? No. The guest bedroom is not full. I don't believe you. <laughs> You're going to say in a couple weeks. You can ask him. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to ask him because I'm going to feel like that's going to make <laughs> him cry. And it's not funny when he cries. Sure it is. <laughs> it's, it's only funny when you cry. Yeah. Yeah, he was really shocked. He's like, how much toys do you have? And I was like, that's not a question you should ask a collector. Yeah. yeah duh, don't open yeah. that it's like, can. It's like asking a girl her age or something. <laughs> right? Just, just don't ask. Don't ask. 
But yeah, he didn't he didn't have a problem when I picked up the size show collectibles art and he was like, Ooh, now you're speaking my language. I was like, Really? That is a great figure though. He is he is awesome. Yeah. Man, those sideshow figures, you gotta take like an hour or an hour and a half to like really appreciate it when you pull it out and you know, <laughs> gear it up with all the accessories and I think it's mandatory that you take an hour and a half because otherwise it's not gonna be able to it's not gonna be done. Yeah. I am sad there isn't a Scarlet made, but I'm gonna Oh, I've got to show you this terrible Scarlet custom that I picked up. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's 12-inch. It's kind of sideshow. It's like, no, we'll, we'll save this for another yeah. time. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not go down that <laughs> row. It's pretty bad. <laughs> the terrible, terrible custom theater. We, no, no, we got to stay away from that one. I, we'll be here all I night. had a guy ask me to make, uh, if I would be okay with him making a, a custom figure of me. Oh, wow. So we'll okay. see how that goes. Is going to have one of those creepy seamless bodies? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, clearly the answer to that is yeah. yes. I don't know. I haven't seen we'll it see. yet. I was like, do I get one? He's like, it depends on how good it is. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> did he say, did like he say which gonna... character uh, it was going to be inspired by? I think it was either Dawn or Crimson Baroness. Okay, cool. Okay, so the next panel was G.I. Joe from the Trenches, the final yep. chapter. Uh, that was Kirk going pulling double duty from the trenches is the series that he does with Larry every mm-hmm. year. Uh, so it was Kirk and Larry expounding on, I, I'll be honest, I had already been in the previous mm-hmm. two, and I did not stay for the third hour of panel. Gotcha. So I did stick around for that one. We actually filmed that one, too. Um, I should be editing and, and assembling that as soon as I get the slide deck from Kirk. It was their typical panel. They've got this thing down. They've been doing it for many, many years. So it's, a, it's a good telling of you know, how Marvel and Hasbro work together to kind of get their schedules all synced up and make sure that whatever product was going out on shelves was also going to be featured in the comic books at the same time. And there's some good stories in there. There was one slide that was particularly interesting to me. It was Ron Ruda heads, head sketches with people's names attached to it. And it was basically, I believe that it insinuated that the 1982 original head sculpts were all based on people in the office. So that was kind of news to me. So there's always a little bit of uh, interesting stuff in those panels. Yeah, I think I think that one trickled out with the uh, the Joda classified panel from a when few they years talked ago, about where they found all yeah. The old so they heads. they were originally going to make unique head sculpts yeah. for each figure, and I knew that they they cheaped out and they ended up you know trying to lower the price for per figure by using less unique head sculpts. And I knew that Gary Goggles obviously was conducted that panel and kind of did a big reveal that each character was going to have their own head sculpt. But what I didn't know was that those head sculpts were the illustrations were inspired by different people from around the Hasbro offices. So that was pretty cool. Yep. A tradition was born. Right. Yeah. Since the first year. So that one too, you don't have that one up yet. No, I don't. Uh, Just waiting on the slide deck. Yeah. Show, show up and uh, get the one that you're in. Just do that. <laughs> it's not my fault. I don't have the assets. I'm waiting on it. It's Let, it. Larry Hama. He's got to <laughs> wait. Larry Hama's waiting a month. Whatever. Now, to be fair, I did a panel with Larry at North Carolina Comic Con, and I turned that thing right around too because I had all the assets. It's just a matter. Well, it's you just, were there. It's just a matter of having the assets, man. I long story. Long story short, I don't want to harass Kirk for this slide deck, you know, so I asked him for it once and then I've given him a couple weeks. So anyway, all right, fine. I'm sending him a text message right now. (laughs) Good old Johnny Carson Metaxas. If he's on camera, it's important. (laughs) Here I go, harassing Kirk. Oh, you don't really have to do it. I'm telling him. If you do, make sure I'm attached to it so Kirk knows. Mike gave me the nudge. 
the much-needed nudge. Mike told me to harass you in a way that Mike only said, Mike said, no did. excuses, give me the slide deck. <laughs> oh, I, I act like Kirk doesn't know who I am. Kirk actually surprised me several times over the course of the weekend. Hey, Mike! Nice. Oh, hey, Kirk. He's super friendly. Awesome. Good guy. After that one, after From the Trend, we did have one more uh, vehicle design, prototyping and the mm-hmm. discarded, which was done by the, the, the Hasbro guys that, that showed up. Yep from back in the day or two I, I did not I did not attend the panel I know that I believe Chris got that one I believe Phil got that one cool for Yoda. you know that one was of particular interest to me because I've got a friend that's working on building one of the spaceships that was designed by Dave Kunitz but was shot shot down <laughs> no pun intended there but the spaceship design was featured in the 1994 30th anniversary trading card deck and we've seen a few different iterations of it i think there were like three or four of these models built for this cobra spacecraft was that on display at the joke customs it absolutely was that's actually at my house right now i'm going to do what i can to to help him bring that to life who knows how many people want this thing that's the big question right you got to give it a trip on the oh absolutely there will be spins no doubt i'm actually troop building who i consider to be the crew it's Black Star from 1994, but then you swap out the arms and legs with Sci-Fi Version One's arms and legs, and it makes an amazing Cobra Black Star. I call it Black Star Version Two. To me, that's going to be the crew of this of this spaceship. All right, and that does explain kind of your purchases. Also. Yeah, well, and I've been doing that for a few months leading up to the show. I was really lucky at the show. I think I got six or seven more of them. Yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, after that, we had the Kindle Worlds mm-hmm. panel. If you haven't gotten on Kindle Worlds, you got about a week. Wow. And that's it. Take, take time off of that because it's going to take time to edit. By the time this is posted, you you might have a day. Wow. That was Justin Bell and Bill Nidro and Dave blanking on it. And I don't have so there was going to be an announcement at the end of that panel. Uh, did you catch what that was? Yes. Wait for it. And for the life of me, I don't remember. What so, so okay, I heard that Bill Nidro is creating a book for Marauders, but I'm not sure if that was the announcement at the end of that panel. I, what I was hoping was going to be the, the announcement was that somehow that content is going to live on elsewhere, but I guess maybe that's not the case. That was not the announcement. Um, oh. Oh, shoot. It was basically the, the, the three of them, did, and uh, uh, Don Maui was on that panel as well. They're they're together in, in a collection of some kind. We've all got a story or something, and I just don't remember. Oh, shoot. I know, total amateur. Movie, <laughs> no worries. Well, I didn't, know, I didn't know what the announcement was either, so. Yeah, but unfortunately it is not the, the material on Kindle Worlds is, is going to live on anywhere. I'm going to guess that those guys will have that available somehow. I know Justin does. I know Don yeah. does. And I'm sure the other guys do, too. We'll have to chat up Justin again. He's technically on this program. <laughs> We're going to get to the point where we have so many hosts. Here, <laughs> I like it, man. You're welcoming. Yes. That's right. We, we, we take all comers and then turn them away. Turn them away. <sighs> it's only a matter of time before Joe quits crying tears of joy. <laughs> And starts actual tears. Uh, whatever. But of course, we had the Bodhi Classified panel for this year. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get down and tuck it in, and they locked oh. me out. So my bad. So I, I did not see that one again. You'll have to check out one of the several places uh, that filmed that one. 
And then we had Untold Tales of the Adventure Team Part 2. Either you guys check out either of those panels. I did not. The floor You're the floor was right. jumping by that point. It's true. You, had, you, you did have them dala dala. Yeah, man. Okay, Saturday night brought us to the annual semi-formal dinner and casino night. And, of course, the costume contest. Yep. How'd you guys do on the casino floor? Anybody make any money? I did not. I did not try. I was chatting with Tim Finn about books. Nice. I can't wait to read that. Out of all the book projects, uh, all apologies to everybody else who I'm going to insult right now. <laughs> but but Tim's is the one that I'm really chomping at the bit to, to get to yeah. see. And I know he's just he, he wants to make sure it's done right, and he's, he's inching ever closer. And we are a lot closer to it now than we were the first time we started talking about it with him, which was a couple yep. years ago. We'll get him back at some point soon to, to talk about progress i just don't want to make it sound like we're we're harassing him but he was he was showing off some stuff we were going over some some editing i was giving opinions and Mm -hmm. stuff it it kind of freaked me out a little bit like somebody actually wanted a a valuable opinion on something that's awesome man that's awesome yeah Has has he told you kind of like format size scale page count any of that kind of stuff other than what i presume is going to be big yeah i i mean this thing's got to be a big coffee table book right I mean, I would, I would think, I know it's, it's going to be, it's going to have some pictures, obviously yeah. you can't, you can't go through this and not have some kind of illustration, but it's going to be kind of mostly text with some inlets and some, some design stuff in the margins. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's going to look pretty neat. It really is. It, it, what I was seeing was very polished. It was very cool. Awesome. Again, just, I can't wait for this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. You know, because he's going to cover everything from cartoons to toys to comic books, right? And in my opinion, when I'm scanning kind of my memory bank of the different types of G.I. Joe books that I have, I haven't seen someone approach the three and three quarter line like that. I've seen a 12 inch book like that, but I haven't seen anybody do a real American hero. You know, obviously, Belomo's covered, you know, here's collecting loose figures and vehicles, here's everything you need to know, plus price guide. Dan has done the pre-production stuff and done the retail packaging artwork stuff, but I don't think there's anybody that's taken a 20,000-foot view of here's the cartoon, the comic book, the toys, here's how it all worked together. He's trying to put it all on as linear a timeline as yeah. possible, just from the comic, the, mm-hmm. the cartoon, the toys, the cultural mm-hmm. influence of all of those things, behind-the-scenes stuff, and it's, it, is, it is really a daunting task to try and hash out sense of, and so... Um, and I know we've been hearing about this project for a long time, but that is a crap ton of information yeah. to where it makes sense and to where you have a, a voice that you're trying to keep consistent with the book. And it's it just, it, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I, he showed me a couple of page spreads. Gosh, I think was, this was two years ago now. And um, they, it was looking great back then. And I really appreciate it. So it takes time to keep, keep looking, keep digging, not be satisfied, not settle, not just hit print because he's getting pressure from the community to – show something already he's he's absolutely doing the kind of slow cook and i'm sure when he's ready to roll it out it's gonna be incredible so we're lucky to have somebody that's been dedicated to it for years and and steadily towards it so yeah i mean he knows what he's got to do to make right in his own eyes and he's right. not calling that out at all yep let's move on to the award dinner and costume mm-hmm. we all have have stories to tell <laughs> all right why don't you start with your story well my story actually kind of builds off of part of joe's story why don't you, you've already given us the, the, the background on building these gliders. And to fill everybody in who didn't get to go, Carson and, and, and his friend Joe were dressed as Grunt and a Cobra Trooper. And 
then they had uh, a, a a promotion ceremony <laughs> when Joe's Cobra was promoted to Viper pilot, mm-hmm. and then they busted out this crate that they were talking about. This looked like a door in a box. <laughs> Uh, they drag this out in front of everybody, and they say, well, now we got to build gliders or some such. And so they start building gliders. Yeah, it, it took a while, too. I, it w- I think part of the humor of it was that it took so damn long <laughs> to assemble them. Everybody was like, come on already, get it together. You guys lucked out that there were, like, 40 people in the I costume. Have never, I have never seen that many people in the costume contest. Joe, has it been that crowded in years past? It had been crowded like that when we thought two years ago that it was the last show con. Right. Everybody's trying to go out with a bang. (laughs) Yeah. But then, then it wasn't, but yeah, it was great. There was a lot of, a lot of people. I was so impressed by you guys. Uh, Yay. (laughs) We, we just had fun with it, man. It was, you know, Joe's been talking about building those gliders for three years now. Uh, This is my (laughs) my buddy, Joe. He's also known as a Joe Cobra trooper from the finest. He was in finest house. And uh, he's kind of the quirky Cobra where his mask keeps falling down. So anyway, Joe's been talking about Maze Darn Gliders for three years. And finally, probably, I think it was maybe five weeks before JoeCon, we finally just decided, okay, look, it's the last JoeCon where we do it. So he basically came to my house like every day, you know, maybe every second or third day for weeks on end. And it seemed to be raining the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were making these things out in a carport. So they weren't exactly protected from the elements. Oh, my God. Like, paint wasn't drying, and every now and then dirt and stuff was getting on them. And I, I literally – I got this clear coat gel to put on it because I thought it would protect the paint job. Once we got the paint job perfect, <laughs> you know, I got the teal down, and then I got the black camo pattern down. And then I got the – I designed and, and printed and, you know, used adhesive and got all the decals on. I was like, okay, this is awesome. This is perfect. Now I'm going to put this clear coat on it, and it's going to protect it forever. It ended up looking like a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah, was, I was going to say that to nothing. It was, it was the worst idea ever. I ended up having to repaint all the black camo and putting new decals on top of the old decals that got kind of warped because of the glaze. It was the worst. I was so fed up with these gliders. But anyway, the, the performance turned out. It was pretty funny. And uh, the gliders actually assembled properly and didn't break in the process. So all in all, I think it was a pretty big win. And so Carson and Joe, of course, running around uh, on the on the floor with these giant gliders that have, and, and these are not small oh, no. props. No, they, there's probably a good what maybe feet. Yeah, so, so the way that we built them, we took four foot by eight foot sheets of foam insulation that you use for you know home construction, and we basically cut out the glider to the maximum that we could. I think we maybe came in three inches on each side. So the gliders would be at least seven and a half feet wide and three and a half feet tall. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and, of course, yeah, play, playing it to the yeah. hilt, going insane in, in front of everyone. Uh, it should be noted, while we are speaking of the costume contest and insanity, <laughs> James Cavanaugh not Yeah, entered. what happened there? Uh, I don't know. If I, I, you, can't, you can't retire with the belt, so <laughs> it, it, it was abdicated. Wow. He, um, but he was he was dressed. Yeah, as he did not Ramirez. want. He wanted the last uh, one, I think, that where he just sat and enjoyed it. That's and I nice. think Brian was really upset because he kept telling me he's like, "Is that is that it? He's not going to get up?" I was like, "No, <laughs> that's it." Aww. He, he, he was like Brian Savage was trigger shot. Mm. 
Like, he kept wanting to end it, but he wasn't sure if James had something planned. And, no, James didn't have anything. I mean, it's, it's pretty mind-blowing and tradition-breaking for him not to get up there and make everybody laugh, you know? Well, I yeah. abstained one year, so I can understand. Like, yeah. I, I actually thought of, like, not doing anything mm-hmm. as well. But I was like, well, if he's not doing anything, I can't not do anything. Yeah. Like the two champs not showing up. <laughs> Silly. So... So, Joe, what did you wind up doing? This is where Wes gets upset with me. <laughs> Uh-oh. So we, so we moved in June. Mm-hmm. No, we moved in May. Mm-hmm. So he moved a few, several weeks later, like all of his stuff. And before that, like, there was packing and packing, like, six years. No, more than that. Probably, like, ten years of stuff from an apartment that's 984 mm-hmm. square feet. Like, it's it's not a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. So I brought my mom down. And while doing that, I was also, like, trying to figure out how to get all my Joe-Con stuff done. So I saw online that a, a girl that I knew was building a Serpentor helmet. So she and I were talking, and I was like, I really want to do this. And Wes, I had planned another costume to do. And he was like, what happened to the other one? And I was like, no. I want to do this one. He's yeah. Like, what was the one that was I was going to do Pythona. Oh. But, like, the fabric was going to be iridescent, so it was going to change as I walked. Mm-hmm. That, does cool. sound, that does sound pretty cool. Yeah. I'll still do it. You, you, you should do that anyway, but, but go on. So, but I, I was like, I want to wear a ball cap. Like, I really don't want to wear it. I have a lot of hair. It's right. long. No. And so I was like, I'll look to the hood with, like, the ponytail coming out of it. But as the as time went on, I was like, I don't really want to do this right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when I was talking to Drizzy, I was like, can you make me one of those? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. So then, then it was, like, the race between moving, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting all the pieces I needed, making some of the pieces, and then getting to JoeCon and packing the car. So... We kind of finished the chest plate at the hotel. Oh, wow. (laughs) And the snakes were coming off when I had come down, like, the first time when I came down. They started ungluing because of the heat. And so Mm. I had Heather sewing the tails of snakes onto my boobs. (laughs) And so she was like, isn't Maggie usually the one running around with you? And I was like, yes. But today it's going to be you and you and I are going to get to a new level in our relationship where you're now tr- touching me. This, this, this is her bonding <laughs> moment, whether she likes it oh, or she not. She was fine with it. Like she also dresses, she dresses up as the Baroness and the Femme Trooper and she did a lot of Star Wars costumes. But I don't think she was quite prepared for that. And Wes was like, why do you do this to yourself? Why? Like, what is we were like, nope. nope. Nobody's ever ready for snake boobs. It's how you got to react that tells it all. So she has very thin arms, so she was up and around and poking a needle through my chest armor. <laughs> and it was funny because people were walking so that, by. They're like, oh, can we have a picture? And she's like, really? <laughs> I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> the whole the whole purpose is because she's got thin arms. <laughs> the whole Whole reason she got the job. <laughs> well, she's got thin arms. Put her to work. So I, I, I love Heather. 
It was her first joke on. She was not prepared for Martin and Marioli and that whole crew. Uh (laughs) So when we got there Wednesday night, I introduced them. And Martin is Martin. So he starts, like, giving me shit. And she's like, And so she was like, what? Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, dude, you're scaring her. She hasn't been here five minutes. As the weekend progressed, she got very comfortable and, like, I don't know if you you know that the girls and I usually smack each other. And Sarah Dietrich usually is smacking me really hard. And we get each other on the butt. And it's just amongst us girls. And it's, like, permission only. So Heather's, like, the newbie. So we're like, it's your first time. So I'm going to get her. I smacked her so hard. I felt it in my elbow. And she had a bruise on her butt the next day. (laughs) See, guys can get away with saying anything like that ever anymore. I smacked her so hard, I felt it in my elbow. (laughs) What? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. But back to the costume. I finally get downstairs. I go to the side because it's really hot in that room. Like that room, I almost passed out. And I sat next to Mark Weber. And we took pictures. We were chatting. And finally, like, I can feel myself getting so hot. Like, I need to I need to get out or I'm going to yeah. pass out. Because, you know, you start seeing, like, not the darkness, but, like, the, the peripheral. The little gray edges to yeah. everything. Yeah, yes. the peripheral is, like, closing in. And so I was like, Mark, can you just help me up? I really need to get out of here. So he's like, yeah, yeah, you should go. I get out. And I see uh, I see Mike. And Mike's like, do you need help? And I was like, I need air. I really need air. Like, right now, air. It wasn't even a question that I didn't ask <laughs> She was, we were sitting a couple rows behind, Rob and I, and she just stopped and stood there for a second and said, I'm going outside, and then looked at me. <laughs> and I'm, I, I just kind of looked over at Rob and think, I think Joe needs my help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to help her outside. If you hadn't opened and, that and, door in the back, I probably would have passed out outside. And so we, uh, I get up and I immediately step on on Joe's cape, <laughs> which almost brought her to the ground and ended her evening. That is, that was immediate. That was within two steps of getting in the aisle. I stepped on her cape and and almost grounded her. So we we, we get outside and and we we kind of we walk Joe around a little bit. We get her a little air. It it was much better back by the service service hallways because air conditioning, yay. <laughs> And, and, you know, all the other rooms were big and empty and and, uh, and gloriously cool. So I can't say that I was not happy to get out of that room, too. <laughs> and that was where we met Mr. Listen and Fun Triplets. Oh, man. That's it. Which was a, a dynamite costume. Mm-hmm. But he had an ace in the hole. Oh, he had a cassette tape in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his buddy was dressed as the cassette yep. tape. And then, of course, he put I had to inspect it close up, man, and see how that all functioned. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And so when when the time the dust settled on on the costume, uh, Joe Colton went out in third. Mm-hmm. Carson Carson and Joe were mm-hmm. in second. And Mr. Lissabon Tripwire, whose name I Kevin Penn know, Williams. Uh, and his tape guy. Yep. Okay, so yeah, Kevin Penn Williams and tape guy <laughs> won the last ever joke on costume i'm really happy like all all three p all three places were done by finest members but everyone brought their a game this year like 
I was really impressed. I was like, I was so excited. There, there were some fantastic. The competition was stiff, man. I mean, the brothers that did a, a Range Viper and Flash, man, I thought that Range Viper costume was incredible. Yeah. Also, there was a yeah. there was a zombie Viper that was there that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it there, was, there was Yeah, the competition was stiff, man. There were so many good costumes there. Yeah, I was I was happy to place it all. I think a, a lot of the Jocon costume voting comes down to performance, you know, because we yeah. we, we got this funny story about our our, bro, our buddy down here in North Carolina, Josh, that did this really pretty horrible raptor costume yes! one, one year. And uh and and I swear he got third place just off of charisma and personality, man, cuz the guy is just you know, he came out there with an extensive Enterprises uh, briefcase, and it like fell open on stage on purpose. And he's picking up his papers, and he's just—he's just a goober, and he's hamming it up. You know, he had like this fake six-pack rubber abs that he had cut out. <laughs> it was just like—it was a toy accurate costume for Raptor. So literally, his cape was just like a piece of cloth with drawings on it for where their feathers were. <laughs> crazy it was really bad you know like it was it it was an endearing costume but so i think you know performance goes a long way if there's a humor (laughs) element to it that that'll buy you a lot of yes we'll call it the exactly exactly not and not to knock you know any costumes that kavanaugh's ever put together because he's put (laughs) together some fun stuff but but yeah usually kavanaugh you know he does really well on the the entertainment aspect of it you know Dude, so. last year I thought he was going to die in that box. I was like, dude, are you okay? And I don't stop We moving. were concerned, yeah. Well, he was a – what was he, a radioactive isotope guy whatever? Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Isotope? Yeah. I remember having a beer with him at the bar afterwards, and he still had that makeup on, and it was literally <laughs> just melting off of his face. It was so <laughs> disgusting. James is kind of the Saturday Night Live of the, of the cosplay yeah, contest. Yeah, for sure. In that uh, any anytime there's a loftier special effect type goal – he makes it just just cheesy enough or just realistic enough so you know what it is and then cheeses it up for yeah. more laughs. Like it's the, it's the Saturday Night Live rule of special. So we, Maggie and I were sitting off to the side and it was her her first joke on. And so she was like, the box stopped moving. Is it okay? I go, he's probably <laughs> dead. Like deadpan. And she goes, oh, isn't that bad? I go, no, it's Kavanaugh. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be up in a minute. She was like, should we check on him? So she she goes over to the table where it was like the uh, word stuff was set up. She talks to one of the guys and she's like, "We should check on him. He like that box has stopped moving." And they go in and he's like half like delirious off of this radioactive paint stuff that's melting off his face. And he's like, "Can I just have a beer?" <laughs> <laughs> that dude's got so many lives. Cats are jealous of him. <laughs> just like. She's sitting there and she's like, "What on earth?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's Kavanaugh. It'll be fine." One year I stood next to him and he had just spray painted his shoes, and I was about to pass out from the fumes of the paint. <laughs> yeah. So yes, he was he was not entered, and so his <laughs> his belt was was uh, abdicated. You got to defend once a yep. year. Yep. Yeah. Just like in the WWE. <laughs> Can I just say I'm really happy that I don't ever have to do the magic hand again? <laughs> Look, I don't have to be. Here I ask. No, like the contest is always the magic hand. That thing makes me so nervous. <laughs> I hate the magic hand. What, like when when Brian is holding his hand over your head to get together? Yeah. That's freak. Oh my god, I can't. I I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the head, the hand over the head. Yeah. Can't. Oh yeah. <laughs> it freaks oh, yeah. me out. <laughs> well, well, it's I mean, over. You are you are seven feet tall in heels, so I can imagine you're not used to having things over right. your head. 
after I, I got you to the stage, mm-hmm. he, he looked over once out of just almost sheer desperation and exhaustion. <laughs> Tell me that's it. And I looked, just gave him a thumbs up. You're good, man. Go! I got to be the unofficial cosplay wrangler. Nice. For a couple of minutes. I think I'm going to add that to my resume. So any other thoughts on on Saturday, on Casino Night, on on any any of it? The chuckles. Yeah. I I just, again, reiterate, man, the amount of competition we had, the amount of people that showed up for the final joke on to do something really great for the costume contest was incredible, man. Mm Mm-hmm. What was up with the chuckles? There was like twelve chuckles out there. They, so we were we were trying to do a chuckles meetup on Sunday, uh, but the okay. chuckles there's like twelve or fifteen chuckles like on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and William was all upset. He was like, "It's supposed to be tomorrow." <laughs> gotcha. Oh. Like, they beat you to it, man. But yeah, they were funny. Like they had like ghetto chuckles, Italian chuckles. Like <laughs> they all had their own little names. Right. And their little leader, Steve, Steve Bala. Bala. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was his leader, their leader. Nice. Chuckles leader. General Chuckles. General Chuckles. So on Sunday, uh, we were obviously pulling it into the station. God. Uh, we had the, the panel explosion backed. You guys get to that one at 10 a.m.? I did not. Man, I want to say that I might have slept in on Sunday. <laughs> I really thought... That was... About 10 on Sunday was the first time I got to the floor with any ability to do any shopping. Yeah. Well, you were up until like 4, because I yeah. went to bed at 3, and you guys were still up. Yeah, we Yeah, we, we, we were cooking. We hit it hard. We hit it hard. It was fun. I mean, we didn't even talk about the lobby experience on Saturday. That was pretty incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. after, after the uh, you know after the casino night and the award show and all that stuff, the party goes on, man. The, the lobby party was a ton of fun. There was just dozens and dozens oh, of people shoot, down yeah. there, and... Yeah, I think I, I, I was up till three thirty four in the morning. So it was just a great just a great convention, man. All four days just jam packed. Mm-hmm. The uh, the hotel staff could not have been more accommodating. Oh, totally. They didn't mind us at all. I was Mm-mm. I was no. kind of blown away. They, they did ask one member not to build another beer pyramid. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they yeah. didn't. Which is fair. They, we did clean up, and they did give us trash bags, and so nice. everybody nice. was like really like no, there was no furniture destruction people diving off of things so mm-hmm. we're a pretty good bunch nobody nobody threw up in public <laughs> not that i heard no yeah or not in general walking areas at any rate mm-hmm. i'm sure i'm sure the bathrooms did not escape unscathed but whatever that's what they're there for anytime i had to use the restroom i just went up to my room so i just i just didn't want to i didn't want to know <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes they were f- and and they kept throwing moon pies at us yeah they were they had must have had moon pie stock or something different flavored moon yeah. pies. well that's where they're made that's where they're headquarters oh is okay. it yeah in in chattanooga so they that's why we they had the, the chocolate and the banana and the vanilla and the salted caramel Ooh. and we were getting into some gourmet gourmet moon pie i did not know they had salted caramel they no, did they were fantastic now i'm curious they, they were fantastic i'm not a big moon pie person hey but salted caramel is was amazing yeah yeah. Well, so Joe, was it was it bittersweet doing your final panel? It was between yeah. Mike and Gary trying to make me cry, Aww. and then every time we, talk about we did not we did not try to make you cry. Yes. Gary made you cry. Yes. And I took pictures. Yes. Because you're an ass. Tag team yeah. tag team duo. Um. We did not plan that either. Oh, okay. Like that was just one of those things where Gary took that and I just took the 
took the advantage and he kept setting Ugh. it up and it was wonderful. I hate you both. You, you can see that. You can see the best of the crying pictures on our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maggie got teary eyed and Alex got teary eyed. Usually I get emotional when I start talking about the charity stuff and like mm-hmm. what it means yeah. to us and yeah. what it means to me. And yeah, I get really emotional. That's awesome. Gary did give a, a few heartfelt words on on Joe and you know her her role as kind of the ringleader of of that corner of, of craziness for our for our community and our our pals and that got her all tears. Yes. While we did take pictures and poke fun, the sentiment was legitimate. It was. It was very nice. I just I hate getting teary eyed and you guys constantly are doing that. We love that you hate it. <laughs> Gary in front of a room full of people called her the the bomb.com and the waterworks. Nice. Waterworks begin. She's probably crying now. Shut up. I'm not crying. She's holding it together. Whatever. So, so mm-hmm. how did you guys end up doing for the weekend? We raised uh, over $4,000 mm. in donations, straight donations. We didn't do a, an Indiegogo campaign this year. We wanted mm. to take a break because we've been going like, nonstop with yep. the Girls of the Finest. Yep. So we're taking a break, but we're planning other things next year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, f- over $4,000. People donated stuff for us to, to sell, and it was funny because some of us behind the tables were like, oh, I want that. I want that. Like, I picked <laughs> up a, a, um, a Sky Patrol Stein poster of, uh, what was it? Something about air, air guys. Uh, air Devin? Stra- yeah, no, no. It was the Strato Viper poster. Okay. I bought that. My mom nice. bought this giant poster, G.I. Joe poster, old school one for like 20 bucks. I was like, mom, what are you doing? She's like, I just like it. Your dad's going to like it. It'll be great. We'll put it up in the house. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She's now collecting posters. That's right. Um, Yeah. So got to get her broken in. We we sold a bunch of things and made a lot of money. We had a flag point. You remember the old flag points? Yes. Those patches. I miss those. One of the guys had like a hundred like made. Or 200 mm-hmm. made, and they were gone. Like, yeah. we made probably, like, I don't know, $80, $90 on just those little patches. Yeah, it's pretty brilliant. Pretty brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliant idea. So all all that money is going straight to K9s for Warriors this year. So right. we're, we're already at um, over $15,000. Awesome. So I think we're at, like, 16-something now. Yeah. In three and a half days of JoeCon, what chunk of that? happened four thousand one hundred and twenty eight yeah nice and last year you considered jokana a huge success Mm -hmm. and you brought in how much one thousand seven hundred or one thousand nine hundred something like that yeah yeah people were just like kids were coming by just giving money like not wanting anything just money one guy was listening to like johnny in the line for the dinner and we like for the day we were like eighty dollars short short from a round number, and yeah. the guy was like, "Here's eighty bucks." We're like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you guys do amazing. Just here's eighty bucks." We're like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, that the community is amazing. Like we could not have done anything like this without you guys. So. Yeah. That's amazing. How do you follow that up, man? What are we going to do next year? <laughs> you, know? you know, the show was just absolutely incredible, like super well-attended. Everybody I talked to just had a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, man, how do we follow that up, you know? It's funny, people are like, the finest should just host a JoeCon. And I was like, do you know what it takes? To put on a show like that, <laughs> to yeah. To put on a show. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, not, we're not the most, we're not the least demanding people. <laughs> right. 
No. Somebody told me I should do 3D Joe, 3D Joe Con, and I was like, no Con. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a 3D no. 3D yeah. no Con. How about that? Yeah. It's crazy. But something will come yeah, up. It's, it's insane. From Speaking from from being the, the project head of CoilCon for several years, it's just a massive undertaking and you know, a huge amount of manpower and, and volunteer hours and, and time and effort and sweat and cursing. <laughs> and granted, the JoeCon is dealing in much bigger scale than we ever did with CoilCon. And I couldn't imagine. Holy cow. I, I don't know how it's done. I, 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 I simply don't. I think that's part of why we had to take a couple of weeks and unpack it ourselves. Yeah. Like we're, we're sitting here, we, we've been here for you know, over two hours now, just talking about four days, and we all kind of were running in mostly the same circle doing the same stuff, yeah. and we're still finding stuff to talk. So it's a, it's a lot to unpack. It's certainly something that I, I think we're, we're all going to miss. Oh, absolutely. The part that I feel bad about is that every year as soon as the last one was over, you start planning ahead for the next yep. one. And so it's difficult not having something to plan mm-hmm. for. Yeah. I felt that hit like I, I came back on Monday uh, and I felt that yep. on Tuesday because, oh, crap. What I, honestly, Mike, I think that's why I came back home almost immediately, imported that footage and edited that panel because I just wanted to relive it again. You know what I mean? Like I just for a little while, I wanted to kind of drag it out and enjoy it for a couple more days. And so, yeah, man, it's it was it was not a very uh, uplifting week the week after Jocon because. I personally had put some money down on some uh, fixtures from Toys R Us. And so the very next weekend, <laughs> I was renting a U-Haul and going to Toys R Us and picking up my fixtures. Literally the very next weekend. You know, having the last JoeCon one weekend and then helping clear out Toys R Us the next weekend. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. If, if, if there was not a, a more tangible example of turning a page in our yeah, lives, man. Yeah. we have talked about Toys R Us ad nauseum. <laughs> but, you know, we, we can save that for another time. I, I don't think we need to get into it tonight. But post-JoeCon has been a lot tougher than JoeCon. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The hangover is real. Yeah. I mean, normally the hangover's hangover is done yeah. by now. It's a couple of days. Maybe maybe it gets into the next weekend. You're just you're kind of bummed because you're not seeing your friends, but you're yeah. used to it. And this time it's a little bit different because, like, I'm going to see you guys. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. But there's some folks that I'm really not ever going to see. I mean, we, we have to be honest with ourselves. There's a lot of people that are not going to turn up at these regional shows. You know, they're just not they're just not going to because there's not going to be 16 official figures there for them to chase, you know, or that kind of thing. So, you know, I, I remember on Sunday being at my booth, every person that came by that I had some kind of friendship relationship with, I was like, so where am I going to see you again? Where are you going next year? I want to try to make it. And and we don't have to get into the show, all of the different uh, possibilities and options and everything that's coming, because there are a bunch of regional shows and they're all worth talking about. But I think, you know, on Sunday, the part of me, instead of being sad about it, it was I'm going to take this chance to ask everybody where do they think they're going and and try to find, you know, where because I can't afford to travel to every show and I can't afford to take that many days off of work to go to every show. So I've got to prioritize and just literally pick one or two. I don't know, man. I we'll see a lot of, you know, our good community at some of these regional shows, but I don't think we'll see anything called JoeCon, you know, a few weeks ago. I don't think we'll see anything like that again. I really don't. Yeah, 
Not anytime soon, anyway. Yeah. Joe Colton, now that you're crying, your thoughts? <laughs> I think people, we got the two extra years. Yep. Like Carson said, it was bittersweet. I think a lot of people that came up to me, yeah, like, like we're crying and we were like, this is the end of this chapter. But I also had a lot of people coming up to me saying, what are we going to do? We need to find yep. the next thing that we all can get to or half of us get to or a bunch of us get to. And then we just, we have to do something. Yep. Like, I'm willing to help, whatever, but, <laughs> like, can I get a minute? But, yeah, like, like <laughs> right. there, you know, there's tons of regional shows, like you said. It's just going to take us a little bit more work. It's right. not going to be, like, that guaranteed one show where we all go. So we're going to either have to, like, maybe every two years alternate between one show or the other or two shows. But I'm willing to do that to see you guys. And I know I'm going to see oh, you sure. guys, but, like, a lot of the other guys, like, Madi and Martin and that crew, they were like, what are we going to do? And I was like, we'll figure it out. We'll meet somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. Uh, there's Honestly, there's several good options, right? Somebody messaged me about it, and they were like, what would it take to get you to come to this show? And I was like, you know, what? what what is it going to take for me to, to decide, you know, one of these regional shows is one of the shows that I want to go to? Because we all hopefully can come to some kind of consensus to where we can get a good majority of the crowd to show up there. To me, there's got to be people that were involved with the creation of the brand back in the day, like some kind of creatives. If it's a Ron Rudak, Kirk Zigian, Larry Hama, Guy Cassidy, Frank Coroneros, whatever, like those guys putting on panels and revealing stories of the past and doing signings and, you know, doing sketches and that kind of stuff. That That's really valuable to me. That speaks to like having panels and having, you know, educational content. But mm-hmm. I think most of these regional shows are one day shows. I hope that at least one or two of them can grow to be a full weekend because a lot of people are going to travel from one side of the country to the other side of the country for a one-day show. They're just not going to. I hope that some of these can grow into two-day shows. And then there's those collectors that are not going to go to a show if there's not like a show exclusive. They are hardcore toy collectors, and they just mm-hmm. want the next toy fix. And they've gotten used to these JoeCon experiences where they're getting 15, 20 figures. So it's going to be hard to keep that portion of the crowd yeah, you're not going to get that. Like, you're not going to get the 15-figure set anymore. No, never. No, like, Hasbro is not going to do that. You're, you're no. lucky if you get the two-figure exclusive or the five-figure exclusive set. Yeah. Be, be happy that you're going to get something because well, even those, like, celebration, you get one. You get one friggin' figure for all mm-hmm. the money that you spend. Yeah. The other thing I, I see with that is, though, if you're going to the con just for the figure yeah, and you're not really – doing it for the people that you've grown old with or seen grow up. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're missing something. Yeah. Big time. Big time. I don't want to condemn folks. No. I think everybody has their hook. And I think, honestly, I think all of us, that was our first hook. Yeah. But it grew into something <laughs> else. We gotta, we, yeah. We, we got to be honest with ourselves. The first thing that we thought the first time we decided we were going to JoeCon was it's going to be pretty awesome to get our hands on that set. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, we, we wound up getting far more than we bargained for, and in which case, Joe's, you know, lifelong nightmare continues. <laughs> you know, you're, Mike, you're absolutely right, man. When I think back to my first joke on, I was really excited about the exclusives. So that that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I think people have been going to joke on for, for years and years, have grown to know and love it for many, many other things. That's a, That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Now that's going to be the hook of, of a Hascon going forward. Well, it needs to be. I, I was telling Bobby yeah. Bala after the custom class that if they did something like they did for the custom class at Hascon, I think they'd get a lot more collectors showing up 
you know. But it can't be like $200 for the custom class. Yeah, well, I mean, that was definitely one of the gripes about Hascon was that it was 600 bucks. Yeah. And, and you got not near as many toys, per se, as you got at a Jocon for 400 bucks, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, certainly that's one of the beefs that I've heard said about it. But I did go to Hascon, and it was a great experience. So let's do a whole nother show where we talk about the different shows and the different options and the pros and the cons and that kind of thing. I think let's let's keep tonight's show to kind of celebrating Joe Con. You know what I mean? Okay, that works. Sure. It also gets us out of here at least an hour earlier. That <laughs> <laughs> a boy. That's the trick right there. Yeah. But no, I really do think there's like enough legit content that we could just talk about the different regional shows and who's been to what and what do we see as the pros and cons. And you know, I hope as a community we can kind of come to a consensus of of where we all want to go. Maybe it's even like a rotational thing, like where one year we do one thing and the next year we do the next thing. Of course, those showrunners would ha- would have to be willing to kind of scale for that crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey, what's on drum line will go anywhere. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah re- seriously, have plane ticket. We'll mm-hmm. travel. We're, we'll fly cheap, yeah. too. Yeah. Really cheap. Nice. Really cheap. <laughs> Not spirit cheap, but cheap. Next to the bathroom in the back. Cheap. No, they charge you the same yeah. ticket. That's why nobody wants to sit there. If they charge you less for that ticket, people will be lining up. They really the should. You'd figure, but you know they're not gonna they're not gonna start making sense now, man. <laughs> people have been paying to smell the urinal all this time. They're not gonna suddenly stop. Anyways, I don't want to talk about the travel business. I had to do that all during the day. What did you get, Carson? Oh, in terms of What'd you get in, sponsored by Kokomo Toys? In terms of, in terms of uh, are we talking about the Jocon pickups, or are we talking about since Jocon? We want your Jocon haul. Oh, man. So, I, I mean, I did put up some pictures. So, Facebook.com slash 3D Joes, if you guys want to see pictures of this. I, I think the most important thing, like I said, was the exclusive head sculpts from Bobby Vala after the custom class. That just felt really unique. And uh, like it was a special, a special gift, man. It was really cool of them to do that. Uh, Army built the heck out of some black stars. I picked up six black stars and six sci-fi's, and I'm basically bashing those to make Black Star version two. I picked up the art of, uh, or excuse me, the Joy of Joe, which is a new uh, novel. Not a novel. It's just a. It's a book that has several different authors. Everybody from comic book editor Fabian Niciesa to yours truly, just talking about what GI Joe meant to us in our childhood. How it was such a formative brand. I picked up a bunch of patches. I got the finest giant patch. That patch is huge. Which one is that? It's the final Jocon patch with the big oh. seal. Yeah, yes. and then the three sigils. I mean, there's like four logos on there. <laughs> it's a big one. What else yeah. did I get? I'm, I'm we- collecting carded 1990 to 1994, and I finished off my DEF carded collection, and I got carded Duke from 92 and a Space Shot from 94. I got a Larry Hama Falcon sketch. Yeah. Finally. Nice. I've been meaning to do that for years and years and years. And I, I talked to him over Facebook a while back when I asked him if I could film his panel. And so he had that ready for me. So that was awesome. And I got a Robert Atkins cover for G.I. Joe, the one where Hover Girl or Hover Girl. <laughs> wow. Um, where Cover Girl is coming out of the Tomahawk. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. You know that cover? Oh, yes. God. It's so gorgeous. I just love it so much. It's hanging in my office. I look at it every day. Is it, is it just a sketch or is it inked? No, it's inked. Okay. Yeah. Is that? Did he not ink the same pencils? Are there two? Yes. Diff- there's two versions of this out there. I don't think so. I think Charles had like the sketch. Yeah. Sketch. 
No, I got it from Charles. It's got the sketches on the back of it, actually. Yes. Okay, then you got the thing. I got that whole thing, yeah. yeah. I got that whole thing. And then I finally picked up those Milt Bradley cards from 1986 that has all of the beautiful card art from 1982 to 85. Mm. And those are awesome. And a little bit of 86, so I picked those up. Yeah, so you know how I've told the story probably 100 times about how I sold my carded figure collection from 82 to 86 when I bought my house? Mm-hmm. So I haven't bought any carded figures from 82 to 86 since. Until Joe Con. And I fell off the wagon, guys. This could be really bad. Oh, God. I picked up, yeah, I know. I picked up Record. So that was exciting. That's it for me. Joe Colton. Oh, God. Uh, so I picked up several packs of the Fem Troopers, mm-hmm. like like army building. <laughs> several I finally, packs. I finally, I finally got one of those. <laughs> nice. Uh, I got a. I, man- I managed to get the one that was left after Joe had been through the line. <laughs> I was like, can I have, can I have like, one of those. Actually, add another one. Mm, maybe another one. My mom's like, what are you doing? I was like, one more. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom was like, what are you doing? You're like, nothing. Leave me alone. She asked me one time, like, how much does that cost? I go, don't ask that question to, to this weekend at all. Like, yeah, don't ask. Ever. ever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she looked, and, and Maggie's like, don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, had, I actually stepped in and started to distract her at that point. That's, uh, how, that's how serious that one was. That's a good friend. Yes, I got the uh, Sky Patrol Stein. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of lithographs. Bill gave me the 2016 GI Joe convention pine class that got ruined from the dishwasher. Oh, I remember I posted about that. I was like in tears. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so I thank what? him. You cried, dude. You <laughs> can't get glass. those. <laughs> it's a very special glass, Mike. You can't get those. What did you do? What were you putting it in the dishwasher for? I did not. Somebody else did. Mm. Was not mm. was not aware of the rule. Hand wash those. Mm. Some somebody's lucky they have a roof. Yes, somebody is. So <laughs> <laughs> I picked up some loose complete and then um, complete sealed Amazon Warriors from Vitruvian Hacks. Like four of them from Roma Collectibles. I got a bunch of shirts. I got the Rap Viper shirt, finally. Been looking for <laughs> that forever. Mm. And then, what did I do? What else did I get? Uh, I'm looking at them now, so. Oh, I got the rank and file, obviously. Nice. And then I got... I got two Tunnel Rats, and then a Python Para Viper Officer. Nice. And, yeah, that's it. The rest of them were just old stuff from, like, the 80s. Did you have people sign your rank-and-file book? I did not. Any particular reason for that? I forgot it in the room. I did the same thing. I was just curious. So, By the time I finally remembered to take it with me, it was Sunday. I was like, I can't see everybody now. Yeah. So because everyone was making me sign it Saturday night, and I was like, guys, I'm drinking. Like, <laughs> it's gonna, Whatever's going to be written is going to be written. But then on Sunday, I was like, oh, wine's empty. I suck. I have no friends. <laughs> you don't. When I was signing those books, I never put anybody's actual name. Like, I'd always sign it to the wrong name. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw you sign somebody's book like that. Yeah, like even Gary's, I put in the reg. You know? <laughs> I could. I told him it could have been worse. I could have called him Chuck. I put shut up, Mike, in a couple of them. And your brother, Rob, was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Just writing shit down. <laughs> like, you were loaded on tequila. It didn't matter. It was great. 
And no one would drink with me. I was like, guys, want some tequila? They were like, no, no, no. Mm-mm. What a bunch of pansies. I, I did one with you. Yeah. They were like, no, if you're if you got a bottle of that, no. I'm like, what? But it's tequila, and it's me. we got to do tequila. Nope. I was even trying to be friendly. He's like, come on. You can do a half a shot. They're like, no. Weenie. I know, right? Bunch of pussies. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 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 going there. But we'll let her go there. That's fine. Whatever. Oh, again, Mike, these are things we don't say. No, you don't. Correct. Correct. We're just... We're, uh... I'm not. I'm not going there. Oh, Carson, you got me looking up Milton Bradley like live action board games. Oh no no 1986 Milton Bradley trading card set. That's no, I know, know, I know, but like I have some of those now. I'm just looking at Live the Adventure. Oh, you can get that cheap. Seriously, I don't, know. Don't pay more than twenty bucks for that. That thing was so widely distributed. No, I know. Uh, but the coolest thing about that Milton Bradley Live the Adventure board game is they used the Zarana card art before it was edited to add shoulder art. It's got her bare shoulders with the dragon tattoo on her shoulder. It is so, She was so much – I'm sorry. I'm going on a tangent real quick. She was so much sexier <laughs> before they made the modifications to make her look more like her brothers. Check out, check out the card art on the Live the Adventure board game for Zarana. So, so I don't have the – I don't have one of these. The the I don't have the Milton Bradley one. I have the Commando Attack one. Yep. And I yep. have the what's the other one, the Island. What is it? The newer board game. So okay. in the in the divorce. I think my, my ex is <laughs> wow. my ex has that one. Gotcha. <laughs> so now I gotta replace stuff. He pro- he probably knew about that Zorana art. <laughs> him. Maybe I'll trip him. I, I do I do collect the puzzles so I had the commando attack game too I don't anymore we used to play, Rob and I used to play the hell out of the commando attack game because you the board pieces had foot pegs how do you not play that with your with your figures yeah you got to man yeah, yeah in the years since my friend hippie Lisa has actually found somebody in Indianapolis that that has those the cardboard pieces mm-hmm and made refrigerator magnets out of them. Oh, cool. Yeah. So so every year for Christmas the last few years, she's gotten me one right. of the old game pieces. As I've got them on the fridge. Aren't they like running in some tall grass? Yes. Yeah. They like to yeah, got them a little I bit. I got Duke. I got Shipwreck. I got Cobra Commander. And I got the Crimson Guardsman. Yeah. It was cool because they also, you know, they printed them. They're double-sided. And so you kind of get to see the artwork in reverse. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And cheap, they, cheap scan ability. Yeah, yeah, I like it, man. It's a good, good little game. It was fun. It was good. Really, kind of dumbed down risk, mm-hmm. but with GI Joe figures, so you can't go wrong there. Yeah. As far as my con haul, not much to speak of. I did get some T-shirts from Roma. I mm-hmm. uh, did pick up one of the three packs from Toys R Us from a couple years ago, from them as well with the the female Viper officer or the female Cobra officer. Yep. I got one of the the three packs of Femme Vipers that Joe didn't get. I, I think the, perhaps the only one. Not a huge haul outside of con exclusives. Yeah. By the time I, I got in, it was it was it was done. It was over. It was picked through, and I just I, yeah. I, I didn't bring my list. I was totally unprepared. Yeah. I didn't actually walk the show floor until Sunday at three o'clock. I, I figured my my better shopping will be done next week at Ohio Toy and Comic Show. Nice. Plug. There you go. You guys are doing a uh, you guys are doing a podcast there, right? Yep. Sweet. Sure. <laughs> so Colton, Colton, you're going too? 
Yes, I'm one of the guests. Awesome. She's there as a guest. I am. I am not invited. Our show is not invited. We are not on the list. Oh, sorry. Apologies. I didn't realize. <laughs> but we'll we'll be there. God so will be there. I'm sure we'll get something down on tape. We're still kind of in our post Jocon recovery mode, so we just wanted to go and enjoy the enjoy the show and enjoy the folks we're there with. Right on. Yeah, man. We did have the opportunity. We just we we turned it down. We are doing a panel. Okay, I think that's what I meant. We got a panel at, that Sunday at uh, 1.15 p.m., so we're, we're not exhibiting. Gotcha. We are doing a panel, which will probably just be us sitting on stage answering questions about G.I. Joe and generally being fools. Right on. Figure out format for that one. If you have any ideas, send them to me. Okay. The live-action 1991 TV commercials. <laughs> Repre- send me some material. Represented by What's on Joe Mind. Special encore performance. Right. Minus maybe Kirk Bazigian. <laughs> no Kirk, but with extra fat guy. Yeah. Hilarious. Any shout outs, Carson? I want to shout out everybody that came to the panel that Saturday because, man, it was. That was a lot of people. It was just amazing, man. I, I've done a panel with Larry Hama at North Carolina Comic Con before, and that was a much smaller space, and we had a good turnout for that, and it was awesome. This thing with Kirkman, with having his whole family sitting there in the second row and literally a packed room front to back with standing room only, everybody in the room was just feeding us such good energy. And it was literally one of the top 10 memories that, of my life. Honestly, I know that sounds like I'm a gushing fanboy right now or something, but it was a big moment, man. And I really appreciated the way everybody turned out and uh, had really good energy for, for what we were showing. I'm going to leave it at that for tonight, man. That was amazing. Joe Colton, shout out. I'm going to shout out my mom for agreeing to come to Joe Con. Mama! Yeah, mama! <laughs> She's uh, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm her favorite too, right? Yes. I know. I know. <laughs> you have to be as Maggie for I, that. Look, as soon as I called you a bum, I, I know that, that she was like, this is the one. This is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> the finest for getting all the donations and for you guys because it wouldn't be fun without you guys and for Wes and Heather and William uh-huh. <laughs> for keeping my secret costume a secret and for Heather for sewing my boobs <laughs> and, and, oh, and wow. for supplying the thread. You know, it's just, it's not one of our shows unless somehow the, the discussion gets back to Joe's boob. Gotta circle it, gotta circle it around. Like, we don't, we, it's not even like sexy about it. It's just like the most utilitarian discussion of boobs on a, on a, whatever you want to call our program it is, monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, almost never appearing basis. It is about boobs. And we, it's like, we just, I, I. Okay, here's something else. Okay, it'll help with the non-boob thing. Thank you to Wes for helping me paint the the helmet of Serpentor. There. Happy? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't change anything. I'm not unhappy. I'm just saying that it's like it's become a hallmark since you've been on the program that at some point a non-sexy discussion involving your boobs will happen. That is true. It's a rule now. Like, we almost, it's almost its own segment. Joe's boobs. <laughs> Joe's non-sexy boob talk. I don't want to cast aspersions on your boobs. <laughs> Whatever you want them to be, you let you go ahead and let them be. Okay. I'm not. I'm not here. I'm not your boss. Awkward. Yeah. Pause. <laughs>
I'm I do it on out, purpose. I'm staying out of the boob talk for a while. She wanted to say something about her boobs there. She she wanted to, but it's not the place. It's not it's not appropriate. It's not the time. It's not the time. What about your shout outs, Mike? My shout outs uh, of course, my brother Rob, who has in recent times become a uh, top con aide on the circuit. Nice. The best part of this hobby is having people to go through it. In this case, you know, been going through it with this guy since 1982. Yep. That is a long, long time. And he's been in just as long, perhaps even worse for, for part of that run, because Rob is also the, the ultimate comic fiend. And so, like, he, he is our de facto expert on on all things G.I. Joe comic, because frankly, any knowledge I have, I'm pretty much gleaning off of him. Anyhow, uh, but so shout out to Rob, of course, top of the list. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mark Weber again, our, who knew, our brother from another mother. To, to you guys, to the Godsos, who, you know, didn't talk about him too much, but it's just more because the Godsos are always there. Mm-hmm. They, like, we are never not hanging around with the Godsos. Yeah. Somebody. It's not that we're, we ignore them or take them for granted. It's just that they're always there. It's almost like they're here. Gary would have been here tonight, except he, he got sick on us at the last minute, and he's a bum. Well, I gotta give a gotta give a shout out to Debbie for her costume performances. Good. I boy. was just gonna say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was she was so nervous, and she's like, "I can't believe you got me to do this." I was like, yep. "Of course you're gonna do it. You look great." Yep. <laughs> she was awesome. Fools underestimating the power of Nicole right. and her utilitarian needs. <laughs> They'll make you do things. <laughs> Carson's feeling very awkward right now. I'm, I'm not touching it, man. Uh, you know, out of respect for the family. <laughs> he hasn't done quite enough of these shows. Uh-uh. Yet. <laughs> not going there. Give another episode or two. He'll be breaking up soon, too. Yeah. So nervous. <laughs> Justin Bell, of course, our, our other our other host in hiding. I know this was difficult for him, being the guy who's carried the banner for so long, mm-hmm. as far as being the public voice of our fandom, so to speak. And I don't think that's overstating things. Yeah. But I know this was a difficult one for him, being the last one and all. So shout out to Justin Bell, of course, to our brothers over at the Full Force, Chris, who is in attendance at everything. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Kate. I keep explaining to people, Kate is not this put-upon, long-suffering woman. She is just as psychotic as she is. <laughs> she and, really and is. No matter what, it, it's funny because no matter what she does, whether it's dressing as Robo Skull, which was awesome, or building, you know, building the I can't think of the name right now, the the big 12-inch Tie Fighter skull thing. I why am I blanking on this? The biggest Tie anyway. Fighter skull. Oh, Robo Skull. That, well, no, no, that's the Robo Skull dressing as Skeletron. I'm sorry. There you go. That's that's where I'm making mistakes. That's where I'm getting crossed up. Uh, she's a she's a total fan girl. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, there, there couldn't she, there couldn't be a better couple in the fandom. I just think they're so damn cute. You know, they're always so positive and just jubilant and just full of good energy. And yeah, mm-hmm. I love them. they're great. Eddie Inman made the trip over for the first time. He's hilarious. Eddie, our favorite cursing English sailor who's not a sailor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He made the trip over. Just having him there and just experiencing that joy with him. Just he, he was thrilled to be in attendance. Yeah. Eddie had a million friends that weekend, and it was just fantastic to see. He was uh, Every time I saw him, it, like you almost couldn't get time with the guy because he was always shaking somebody's hand or telling jokes or, yeah. or slapping backs or the man's on fire. Yeah. Too long poor. Oh, so long yes. for my boy. Great child's the most positive man alive. Mm-hmm. That's right. He does well enough to drag a cooler around and hydrate everybody at Joe Con. 
Yeah, for real. Yeah. Soda, water, beer. Yeah. He don't care. He's going to get a drink in you somehow. I considered it a major success that I got him to take a drink from me. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is my big achievement this last convention. So we didn't get approved to do a panel. We didn't do any recordings. <laughs> but I gave Gray Child a drink, damn it. Right? Nicely done. That may be the most impressive thing I have ever accomplished at a joke. Nicely done. We talked about Tim Finn and, and all the great work he's doing on his book. Phil Donnelly recording everything under the sun to for, for Yojo to Chris again for doing this thing for full force. Mm-hmm. The problem with shout-outs, my big problem with shout-outs is no matter how long you go into shout-outs, you're going to forget somebody. Right. So I don't want to get too far into the list because I know I'm going to forget somebody and that somebody's going to get ticked off. Too too much time spent around Jim Butel to not mention Jim Butel and shout out. That's true. Another one of the great generous people in our hobby. You know, he doesn't have a project per se, but sure. he knows how to get a hold of things. Mm-hmm. And he's willing to help you out if you're looking for something in our hobby. So if you know Jim Butel, you have an invaluable resource for your collection, and you also know a hell of a good guy. You sweetheart. The Dietrichs, of mm-hmm. course. As we go through this journey, like, they're nuts, and I love them. <laughs> Can't say enough good things. Yeah. And it, it just seems like every interaction gets punctuated by something bizarre, and I love it. <laughs> Again, I could rattle on forever. Yeah. It just wouldn't be enough time. To the countless folks that I shared a moment or more than a moment or several hours, or threw a bunch of whiskey or tequila at for that weekend in, in Jocon. If you made the trip, you are on my shout-out mm-hmm. list, because that was a, a special experience, and we are glad that you were there to share it with us. I just thought of a person that probably doesn't think I would shout him out, but Ryan and Molly from Ohio. He was the televiper. That just popped in my head. He did amazing in that televiper. Was, that was cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that that was his awesome. screen was doing the lettering. Like he got the goggles, he like fused them. I was like, "There's somebody I'm missing." <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Never mind. Okay, go back yeah. to yours. Oh, it was awesome. And I'm gonna wind it up, of course, the GI Joe Collectors Club staff. Yes. We, we haven't talked about them a whole lot during the show. So of course, we're talking about us doing our thing. Unless they're doing their thing, none of us get to do our. How many years did they do this? That what, 19, 18? Yeah. Anytime you do something like this, there's going to be bumps along the way. It's never going to be perfect. But, man, this is an undertaking that they took every year. And every year they're happy to see us. And every year they did their best to put on the best show that they could. We're going to miss now that it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Big time. Man, I cracked big time. Yeah, I was going to say, do you need a minute? That was that was probably enough to get Joe to cry. <laughs> nope. He's working on it. He's working on it. He's trying real hard. Yeah. Uh, that's not trying real hard. That's not trying hard at all. If I wanted to say, if I wanted to make Joe cry, I'd say something genuine. Wouldn't make jokes. That's how you get Joe Colton to cry. I fucking hate you. <laughs> She's upset that despite seeing her maybe once or twice a year that I've got her figured out that well. People are going to be coming to me saying genuine things now, thinking that I'm going to cry. Well, because you are. Joe, you're delightful. You're one of the greatest people that I've had the fortune of meeting at this late stage in my life. It's very sweet. I love you too, Mike. <laughs> she's crying. I'm not crying. She's totally crying. It's an audio podcast, so she can say she's not crying, but he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Carson, you're all right, too. We got anything else before we get out of here? Nope. All right, folks. Well, hey, that is the 2018 JoeCon wrap-up. 
from What's On Joe Mind. For my co-hosts, Carson Metaxas and Joe Colton, my name is Mike Irizarry. Wishing you a great evening, a happy time in your chosen hobby. And until next time, keep yourself safe. Be sure to be with us in the next episode of What's On Joe Mind. I gave, it, I gave it a pause for Colton to just seize it. I don't have a deep voice. I'd be like, what's on your mind? Like, that doesn't sound good. That was cute. She's sitting over there crying. Whatever. Get out. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night.